We're back. We are back. John George is here. John Mayorga, what's up? You're back. How was your weekend? Uh, it was all right. Um, actually, it was okay, but it was slower than I anticipated. Um, I actually got hurt at work. So I'm on workers' comp and whatnot right now. So, like, it was a head injury. So, because it's a head injury, that's me overreacting like a motherfucker. So, everything I had planned, everything I was going to do, we didn't do because I had a fear that it was going to be too much for, like, the side of my head or whatever. Hey, man, you got to take head injury seriously, man. It's something, you know, sometimes, you know, even, like, it seems like a, like a small hit or whatever, and yeah. then, like, it could be, like, some shit, you know, Bob, Bob Saget. Yeah. You know, rest in peace to him. Yeah, so, I've been taking. I, I went to the gym. He ain't, he ain't gonna stop the iron, bro. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing iron no matter that, what. But I didn't go until a couple, like I think, I want to say, like four days after the fact, though. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't throwing around like the, you know, my max level heavyweight. I was doing basic level shit just to, you know, keep the blood flowing. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. I got you. How was your weekend, though? Right? It was. It was okay. It was alright. You know, Fourth July. That's what I should ask. How was your Fourth of July? That's what I should ask. Fourth of July is Tuesday now, but Fourth of July was alright. I hung out, went to pool a little bit. Chill out a little bit. Good shit. It's alright. Watch some Brave and the Bold. I'm just chilling. Sounds cool as fuck. I was chilling. Oh, yeah. But did you see the news? Did you see the news? Which part of the news? The, the Star Wars news. Star Wars. The news. <laughs> which part of the news? <laughs> which part of the news? Because I'm saying, because I'm watching a lot of news. A lot of shit. <laughs> Good, bad, ugly, funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. hey. uh, Star Wars. Well, what they say? What they the, say in the, the news? The, 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 when I saw it, personally, I'm going to be honest. When I saw the Star Wars news, I thought it was like a prank. I thought it was some bullshit. And I was like, nah, it's gonna they, somebody getting me. It's some we got this covered shit. <laughs> it's for real. Hayden Christensen is gonna be in the Ahsoka series. I don't know to what capacity, but he's gonna be in the series. We're gonna get Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka live action together, first time ever. So they've they've confirmed it's gonna be Confir- Hayden as Anakin? Y- yeah. Okay, so not as like a Vader flashback or anything. No, right? no, I don't think they're gonna no? do that. Oh, wow. Alright. Maybe yeah. maybe it's flashback. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but he, she only fought Vader the one time, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, she Anakin was still her master throughout the Clone Wars. You know what I mean? So like, it, it could be a flashback. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, 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 you mean you a flashback? flashback. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I would be down with that because oh, yeah. we talked about like I said before. Like I think that's the place for the Clone Wars flashbacks. You know, yeah. Get the armor. Yeah, stuff. like if you bring Obi Wan or you know you and McGregor back as Obi Wan, right, that would right. be a good place to do it too. But if it's Force Ghost, I'm cool with that too. That'd be kind of rough. I'm cool with that too because it'd be cool. like we haven't got much, you know, post uh, post uh, Return of the Jedi Anakin content. Right. You know, they, I think they at one point at one point they wanted him to appear, like actually appear physically in episode nine. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that Disney one. But uh, I think that you know that, that ended up not happening for whatever reason. But I would love to see that. I would love to see him play a Force Ghost. It makes the most sense, kind of. Yeah, I mean that he would he would appear physically in front of either one of his, his own son or two his pet one. Right. You know what I mean? Basically, like his little sister. You know what I mean? Right. Like in the Clone Wars, in the last couple seasons, she referred to him as my older brother when she left the Order. So like, right. yeah, and I mean, is she and is she like in her? If she, you know, sees him, and I mean, excuse me, she like you know meditates in like her darkest moments throughout her series or whatever, and like ask him for guidance and shit like that. That would be super, super dope. Like, it'd be hella fan service, but, you know, I always said, like, fan service, do it if it's going to be good. It could yeah. still be part of the story and then not be considered, like, just, just flat-out fan service, you know what I mean? Like, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. like, her connection with Anakin always ran deep. Like, it was, yeah, I mean, well, you had a whole series of, to, 
Absolutely, but just in terms of like what this series is about, we know she's looking for Thrawn, right? Right. We know she's got the Thrawn, which is somehow connected to the Ezra character and the Rebels characters and stuff like that. Right. So we know that that's like the main story. So to tie into Anakin is not necessarily is not necessarily necessary. You hear what I'm saying? Right. Like it's going to be a cool thing to see. That's why I say it's kind of fan service, even though it would make sense within the story. And that's what makes it good fan service, in my opinion. That's why I would call it. That's what makes a good fan service, though, if it, if it fits into that story. If yeah, I mean, if it fits, if it fits, and it's like it's not like just placed there for no reason, like it's part of the actual story too. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's. I, I don't really look at too much like just in a journal review. I wouldn't look at too much like it's fan service. Now, let's say she's already on her journey. She found what she needed to do. She went through her highs and her lows, and then all of a sudden sees his force goes just for the just for the appearance of him appearing. That's kind of like fan service. In my opinion, it's more like he, he really did nothing. It didn't motivate her. It didn't guide her. He didn't give him wisdom. That would be more fan service. But if it's like you either want a flashback that she's remembering because that lesson can be implemented here, or like his force ghost came and was helping her find her way for whatever reason, I feel like there's more story in Teddy than fan service. But I mean, you know, I guess to each their own, but still, I'm excited. I absolutely. I'm absolutely. Do you think we could see any of the rebel characters in her in her series? Yeah, we're going to. They're confirmed yeah. now, right? Yeah, they're it, it's, um, it's um, I think because uh, some of the trailer leaked. I think some of like or like the teaser. They did the Star Wars celebration stuff, and they showed like pieces of they showed pieces of Mandalorian, they showed pieces of Ahsoka, they showed pieces of Tales of the Jedi. I think the the one that mainly got leaked was Tales of the Jedi. But I, I remember seeing like a piece of uh, Ahsoka footage, and I remember um, seeing Sabine. At the back of Sabine's head, you can see like a painted purple or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so the back of her head, and I remember seeing like a painting. It was like a painting of the rebels' characters. Good shit. So, and then you know she was like the artist and stuff like that. Right. So like of the team, so she probably painted the mural. And she and it kisses them, and it's them in their younger format. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, looking like the show kind of. Okay, good shit. Good so shit. I, I, I still haven't finished Rebels. I'm watching it, but it's like you know a couple episodes a day. So. Right. Whereas I kind of feel like whereas Kenobi was like you know, like a shout out to like the prequels in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think Ahsoka will be like both both a shout out to the prequels at time, but more so a shout out, excuse me, to Rebels, since it has like characters central to that, you know, and and and, uh, and Sabine and, and Hera and and, and Thrawn, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like characters that were so central to that series. So I think it'll it'll have a lot of callbacks and a lot of stuff like that. So I think I'm gonna have to do a I'm gonna think I'm gonna have to do a while. I'm gonna sit down and watch the rest of Rebels, God damn. Where'd you stop? Uh season three. Season three? Yeah, season three. Mm-hmm. It, it started to lose me a little bit. I, oh, you know, it's softer. It's definitely softer. It, it wasn't even. Soft. It was. It wasn't that necessarily for me because the first season was definitely. You know, the beginning of it, I was like, this is too soft, or not yeah. soft, but just too lighthearted for a uh, for an Empire era show. That was kind of like my problem with Bad Batch. Remember, I was telling you about yeah. Bad Batch. I was like, that's my problem with Bad Batch. It's like this is it was the fall of the Jedi has happened, taking over the Senate, and it's like these guys are having like you know, you know. Kitty adventures, and I understand it's kind of like through the eyes of a child. You had Omega and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't rock with it. Being like that, it's right after the fall of such you know the, 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 the after the fall of the Republic and birth of the Empire. You know, it has to be like a show full of darkness, and that's kind of what I felt about Rebels even more so because I'm like, this is in the midst of the Empire, like 14 years into the Empire. Now at this point, they're better than ever. You know, you know the Rebels have just kind of like started to rise up against them and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I thought it was supposed to be. More darker, but they did do a better job of like showing like how bad the Empire was as the show went on. Like as the show went on, because it was kind of like our characters were kind of like in a certain like bubble, mm. especially for the first season where they were kind of like on that one planet for a little bit. Right. 
at least at least mainly during that one planet for a little bit, and then season two like takes them out, you know, introduce them to the other rebels, they bring Ahsoka in, you know, Maul and all that stuff. Then when they expand upon it, that's when like it starts to get better in my opinion. But before I thought it was like a little too lighthearted of a story for that saga, for that era of the saga, I guess I should yeah. say. But I like it. I like it. I, I, I'm watching it, and I'm going to watch it to completion, obviously, because if it's canon, then it's canon, obviously. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay stay true to every storyline. Yeah, except I mean? for the Star Wars sequels. Except for the sequels. Okay, I'll well, die before, yeah, I, before, before I, I admit that's canon. Right? <laughs> before I said that it's canon. I'll drag my bare nuts and go throw out the whole county of it before I let that shit out. No. <laughs> we are going to edit that out. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, but... Uh, but I, but I, I still, I still think it's too soft. I'm like on season, I think three or four right now, and it's, it's, the, the most gangster shit that I've seen. Probably. You should have said, drag your balls across the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have worked right here. Right. A, a, a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, the most gangster shit I've probably seen so far was probably, the show's been out for a while, so I'm not even going to say spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, was Ahsoka versus Vader, and then like the two seconds Maul and Obi Wan went at it. Because I haven't even got to the episode. With, I haven't even with seen Obi-Wan and Maul? Yeah, I haven't even seen that scene. I know it's like not I know it's not like what people expected though. No, I not at all. It's, it's more like from what I've heard about it, like again, I haven't seen the scene before. Yeah. I've heard about it. You can spoil it here obviously because it doesn't matter. But I've heard that it's more like Maul kinda like wants to die. Maul uh, man, Maul had it it seems like he was looking for, for an end, but like I don't know if, if he was he didn't just like show his neck to Obi Wan, like it wasn't like he went there with the intention of just letting Obi Wan kill him. He went there knowing that he might not come back. You see what I'm saying? Because like when he went at it with Obi Wan, he was for, he lunged at him, fully charged, had his his lightsabers out. It's just that Obi Wan's a clean motherfucker when he fights, he slices his ass, and you know what I mean? And he got him. So like it, it wasn't it wasn't like Maul just literally you know sat there and let Obi Wan take him off. Right, he made it look good. I guess. He lunged at him for sure, like to fight him with his lightsaber. Right, because he knew what we want would never execute him. Probably. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Either way, it, it just he never really made it clear as to why he was looking for Obi Wan. So I, I guess it was left a little ambiguous, or you can that's, kind of I assume guess, that's like, the theory that I've seen. That yeah, he wanted to die. I, I can see why people would, would would think that, but at the same time, it's like you can because I remember, like, you know, David Filoni is always uh, he, he described uh, Maul as. Like a character is always pushing, he's always pushing a, a stone up, up upward. Hill. Yeah, yeah. It's always like, falling up. It's down, always falling, an falling, 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 Yeah, it's always uphill, but it's always falling down. He's always falling back down. Always trying to get back up again and stuff like that. So maybe he's you know, tired of that cycle. So I, I can see why people would assume that, but there was some episodes prior that that actually allowed him to find where Obi Wan was. Like it was like this huge thing. It, it was linked to where Darth Vader and Ahsoka fought, right? Okay. So the device that he got there, and then him needing Ezra, they. There's two different devices, like Jedi and Sith devices that they put together that when fused together and they both were able to come to like, him and Ezra were able to come to like, sort of like mind link with each other, mm. right? The idea was it would open up like, I don't remember how they described it, but it was like, it's like almost like directly into the force kind of, and then you could ask it any question and it'll tell you what it is you need, you need to, what, whatever it is that you're looking for. If this motherfucker asks, where is Kenobi? He I, he, I guess he asked. He asked something, but it didn't necessarily tell him. He didn't actually, like, out loud say it. That's because, because him and Ezra were mind-linked. Ezra asked a different question, which was, how do you defeat the Sith? Okay. And then Maul asked, you know, he asked for the location of something, which we assume it was Kenobi at the end. And then that's, their minds got jumbled up, so Ezra got half the map, and then Maul got half the map, and then eventually he found him or whatever, whatever, whatever. But Maul went there 
and knew that Kenobi was protecting something, and then on his his like last few words of life, he told him, he was like, "You're you're you're like protecting the chosen one, aren't you?" Obi Wan told him the truth. He was like, "Yes," which is referring to Luke. Right. And he was like, "Will he avenge us?" And Kenobi was like, "He will." And then that's when Maul died. Oh, that's fucking dope. Yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. That. I actually yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, fucking dope. Yeah, so you see, what I'm saying like I don't know if Maul really went there for like just to just yeah. for a death match, or if he went there seeking something more than that, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, like, realized that his he would need a death match with Kenobi. Yeah, you see, what I'm saying like it, it. I could see why people would assume that, but it it seemed a little open in the air. I guess like for interpretation, kind of, you know. And if that was the case, if that's why they they wrote it that way, they did phenomenal because this is like, yeah, you know I mean, you got one base thinking he went there to commit suicide. You got another thinking that he went there looking for Luke. You know I mean? <clears throat> right, right. Those ambiguous endings we have and motherfuckers debating for years. Uh, yeah. Just ask the Sopranos yeah. <laughs> fan. Ask Sopranos fans about that. But you know, it's, it's funny about it. I won't, I won't get into spoilers. That's, that's a show I feel like you should definitely watch one day for sure. It's it's one of the best television shows ever. But just... um, At this point, I think people like all agree on the ending now. It's not, it's not even like with that show. I like I can't say it outright without getting into spoiler territory. Right. But it's less of the what happened and the why and the who. And I'll, I'll say that. Just remember that if you ever watch it. It's right. not what happened. Like what happened is kind of clear if you think about it. It's kind of clear what happened. But why, who, you know. Mm-hmm. That stuff is, is the, the important part about the Sopranos ending. But it's it's the ballsiest ending I've ever seen television. And that's how the whole show existed. With balls, with fucking, like, balls of steel. Like, you can't even fucking... Nobody would take swings like this today. Like, no show since has taken those type of swings, I don't think. Yeah? Yeah. Between, between, between Sopranos and The Wire. They're the two greatest shows I've ever watched. Two greatest series I've ever watched. You know, a lot of people will say, like, like, you know, Breaking Bad, you know, and Power, but, like, I think those shows led to... Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as uh, The Wire and Sopranos, mm-hmm. I feel like those shows made it possible for there to be a Breaking Bad, a Power, and a Snowfall, and all that. Right. Made it all, that made it all that possible. Definitely. But, moving on. Shit. But yeah, you definitely gotta watch that shit, bro. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. What, uh, what streaming service they got? It's on HBO Max. HBO Max, alright. It's on HBO Max. I'm gonna tell you this, though. I'm gonna tell you this. And I don't want anybody who, who watch Sopranos and just like, it's not for like, today's audience and I mean I don't mean like you I just mean I mean to say that like in general like today the audience you know is more offended by things you know is more you know uh, I don't want to use that I really don't want to say this term because I feel like people use it in the wrong way and they try to use it like in a really like offensive so, kind of way but they're kind of, people are more woke today I hate to say it like that but like people are more woke or whatever and they're more like aware of like and what's offensive and like what shouldn't be said right. and all that type of stuff this wasn't that. Like, this was like everybody gets it. Like, it, no one's safe, kind of a. Yeah, I would say prepare for like a level of like racism you've never seen in any kind of type of show. Because it's like, this is a show about Italian mobsters. And for them to be like not racist, to me, I feel like would have been an injustice to the show. Yeah, because I mean, you just. That's like, what they were. So they these were guys can. Too, so these I mean. guys can. Well, yeah, right. Because, you know, yeah. there's, there's obviously the history of. Especially, you know, in the, you know, the Jersey area, New York areas, like this history of like the beef between, you know, hopefully it's not like that anymore. I love my Italian homies, but like, <laughs> like you know, the beef between the Italian and black communities. So you look at that, 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 that history, to not show that in the show would have made the show not seem realistic. So that's to me like, 
is what makes the show so realistic. But it's not just about like them making black jokes. That guy's like everybody gets it. Yeah, there, there's jokes about black people. <coughs> there's jokes about Chinese people. There's about Puerto Rican people. There's jokes about Cuban people. I, Middle Eastern people. I mean, it's just a joke fest. And I mean, even they even make jokes about Italian people. I mean, obviously not as much as the other communities. Right. But like, it's definitely like an a more realistic take on it. If you see five Italian monsters and they, if we're getting a camera view of them by themselves playing cards, this is what it's going to sound like. And that's what, that's one of the most, the, one of the best parts of the show. Like, yeah. That's one of the best parts of the show. I've, it's one of the funniest shows too, like I've ever seen. Like that, I don't think it's, it's not even intending to be funny. It's just like, it just is. Right. It's just fucking hilarious. Right. It's an amazing series. Yeah, I, I mean, we grew up in an era when a lot of TV shows, that, yeah, I mean, adult-like TV shows didn't really, censored too much you know right right not necessarily like in the sense of like they were just straight up calling out a specific group people know what i mean like yeah i mean they they, the words that you could use on tv then can't really use now but again we grew up in that era so like it wouldn't be it'd be like it wouldn't even be a chip off my shelf i think but i think tv needs to get back to this like i think tv needs to get back to that like to like to showing characters like that to showing like more realistic characters more like more human characters really yeah, you know, because yeah, trying to stuff. tread lightly just for, I mean, not just for one group of people, but then like having to, to sit here and tread lightly for everyone. Because yes. then you, let's say you miss one, one group of people, they want to cancel you or they don't want to, or they don't no longer support the show. And it's just like, oh man, like w- w- content can't be created if the right. people are constantly walking on eggshells. You water, you end up watering down in the dark. Entirely. Yeah, I mean, like the, you want to represent it as it was, not as what you want it to be. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know. I mean, again, but I, but I agree. I think we should go. I think shit should lighten up just a little bit more. You know, absolutely, mean? absolutely. But Sopranos is, is great, man. You you look at the time period it came out. It came out like ninety eight, right? And mm. what came out ninety eight ends in two thousand seven, mm. and like it. There's things that it does in it. You can you can you think about the time period. You're like, okay, this show was likely the first show to do this, mm. and that makes it that much more impactful. Also, it's also like cause I, I mentioned the wire too, which I think is just as good, right. but for different reasons. Like, it's crazy as fuck that HBO had both these like to the two shows I said like are probably the greatest shows of all time. They had them on at the same time. That's fucking crazy. Like, they had both of these HBO had both of these shows at the same time. That Sopranos and the Wire. That's fucking crazy. Like these are two shows that still like we talk about them to this day. They're old, like twenty years old. Sopranos mm. case over twenty years, twenty five to so twenty five years almost. Right. And in, in the Wires case, it's, it's what twenty years. A good shit. But yeah, but moving on. But yeah, watch watch both of those. Watch all. As soon as I run out of superhero shit, <laughs> <and action laughs> shit, to, shit to watch. <laughs> Swear I'll start. I gotta I gotta keep a mix. You know, I gotta keep a mix. I gotta have my superhero shit. I gotta have my anime section. I gotta have my my, my gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta have yeah, gangsters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mobsters. I like that mafioso shit. I like that. I like, I'm, listen, I've, I'm getting off topic, but it's a podcast, you know, we can do that shit. Um, <laughs> like, I fell in love with the Mafia shit, like, when I was watching Godfather. Yeah? Yeah. Godfather 1 and 2, mm-hmm. like, dumb shits are amazing. Dumb shits are amazing. Like, it, know, right? Yeah, it ain't, like, it ain't cap. Like, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't cap. I personally, you know. <sighs> you about to piss people off, huh? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like his performance as Michael Corleone. More than I like his Scarface performance. Yeah, kind of because it's it's one of those things where like you get to see more layers because it's like Michael Corleone starts off as this guy 
who is kind of like on outside of the family in terms of like not he's not a part of the criminal life. You know, he's a soldier, and you know he's he's a citizen. He's not really like a part of the mafia or anything like that. He ends up becoming the Godfather by the end of the story. Yeah. To see him go f- from that, like from this the innocent, wide-eyed one, to the to the like to the more to the sinister, feared Michael Corleone by the end of the movie, that shit is amazing. That shit is amazing. And then to see him go through all the trials and tribulations of being the boss in the second movie, right? That that shit is amazing. And even in the third movie, you know, people people hate on Godfather Three. You know, it's, it's not it's not that great of a movie, but like it has good moments. And specifically, Al Pacino is amazing, and, and like. To see him play this aging, like tired, like just tired of everything, and do you see the weight of everything that's gone through on Michael Corleone? It's just so many more layers that he gets to play to that character. I feel like so that's why I feel like that performance is a little bit stronger. But that Scarface shit is fucking amazing. Right. He's fucking amazing. This motherfucker had us all thinking he was Cuban. This motherfucker <laughs> had us all thinking he was Cuban. Like, like he, was, he, was, he was like, what? Yeah, who found out a real little opportunity was a Cuban? Like, and hold no, they're like, I don't know. I know I got a lot of Cuban room. I got a lot of Cuban homies. I don't know not one of them that's mad about that shit. I don't know not one. I ain't know not one of them that told me he wasn't Cuban. I looked right. at shit <laughs> I don't even think they knew he wasn't they Cuban. They were trying to hold on to yeah. his ass. They were trying to hold on to his ass. No, listen, he's still unknown. He's one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, he did good. He did good in Scarface, oh, for sure. Yeah, convincing amazing. as fuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it, and it's like, I don't get, get off talk, but like, that sold me on like gangster movies and like that, like in that world and to see like that world portrayed and then to, you know, Power is like probably one of my favorite television shows because I feel like it's that, but it's us. You know what I'm saying? Us in terms of like, you know, it's, it's minorities, it's, it's black folks, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. black folks, it's Hispanic folks, it's people that you usually don't see in these positions, you know, of power, no play intended, but it's like you see us on screen, you hear us talking and that's, that's but it's that level. It's, it's Sopranos level. It's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That level of organization or whatever. That shit was just special. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I love those types of things. I gotta have, I gotta have something like that in my repertoire. I'm like, I gotta pull that out and watch it. It's Sopranos, Power, whatever. I gotta have a crime show too. And I think it all tracks back to Godfather. Good shit. But let me pull back the list. Where we at? <laughs> all right, now. The Superman finale. Oh, shit. I don't need to listen no more. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> so how'd it go? How'd that go? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Man. Did you like Don't it? ever say no crazy shit about Tyler Hoechlin. I don't know how he says Hoechlin. Hoechlin, I'm sorry. I'll butcher, butcher your last name, Superman. <laughs> but this motherfucker, there's not a Superman stronger than him now. Officially, live action. Officially, right, nobody do? got a bigger feat than him. What do you do? What do you do? Nobody got a bigger feat than him. What do you do? This man, this first of all, I gotta, I gotta take the whole thing real quick. I gotta take the whole thing. So it's just because I know you don't watch the show. Yeah, this guy, just get on him, get on him, get on his ass. He don't watch Superman, Lewis. Get on his ass. So this season, man, dealt with first, you know, the introduction of Bizarro and Bizarro World and everything like that, and it was a character named Ali Austin who she was trying to merge the bizarro world with uh, the regular world mm-hmm. and she had a version of herself in bizarro world who was trying to you know help her they were like working together from opposite sides of the portal yada 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 right. and they ended up merging you know a few episodes before the finale becoming like Ali Austin is a, if you don't know this in the comic book she's like the second or third parasite or whatever right okay. now, I, now this is now this is one I'll start with, with the bad shit and then I'll get to all the good shit Ali Austin's like the one like weak point of this season like this season was phenomenal but she was like 
Not yet. That's the villain. I would have yeah. loved Bizarro to be around longer. I won't get into that. I want you to watch it, but like, I would have loved to for Bizarro to have been around longer before they like transitioned to her as like the main villain or kept them both around at the same time. But like, she just wasn't that strong as a villain. But she was cool, like I guess um, powers wise. You know, she drained you know drain all energy from people and shit like that. You know, similar to like parents. She didn't even have to touch them. You know, she could just like be a little close to you. You know, suck the energy off you. But it was just. I don't know. Just she didn't do it for me. I don't know. The actress just wasn't like that thrilling or scary. I didn't know she didn't do it. Mm. And she was also like a cult leader and stuff like that too. Now that stuff was kind of like scary. People, <laughs> it's funny. People, people. Um, there's like this fan theory where people think that they made Ollie Austin like a cult leader as like a <laughs> as like a nod to Allison Mack. You know, Alice Mack is? Oh, from Smallville, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think. <laughs> oh, I don't, no. Yeah, I don't think it was. Oh, that. no. But they're saying, like, they're like, look at Ali Austin. She has blonde hair. She has glasses. Like, she's like. And then there was another thing, too. That's like, funny, though. Yeah, it is kind of funny. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think they would do that. Because it, you know, it was Alice Mack, the real life thing. It was like, you know, she was like um, getting the getting women, you know, to be involved in this cult or whatever. Young right. Hollywood women or whatever. And and then the show was like. Um, Ollie Austin, she was trying to get people like they were like, oh, you feel like less of a person, you you're, you're because you're only half of yourself. And she's like, I, I know a way that you can be whole, and all this stuff. So then it was essentially like merging the worlds and shit because you would merge forcibly merge the people with their other halves and make them a new person essentially. Right. And we, we saw this it was one of the first like agents of the other alley that came over through the portal and tried to like merge with itself was Superman's son because in the in Bizarro's world. Um, it was John that got the powers instead of Jordan. So they send like so you actually get to see John Kent like with powers and like dressed like a, it's funny they, they dressed him like a Superboy like the clone Superboy like from the nineties yeah with the jacket and stuff it was like really fucking dope even had the red pants and shit. Did he lose the abilities or did he stay with him? No, it wasn't. It was a different John. Oh, so he didn't actually get the fuse with him though? No, 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 he didn't no. fuse. That would have no. been really bad. <laughs> but, but no, no, he didn't. He didn't get the fuse with him and stuff like that. But. Which I don't know. I thought that maybe they were gonna do something like that. It would have been really ballsy, but I don't mind that they didn't do it. Because how they explained like the fusion, it was like you, the original two people. It was like they really died essentially, and then like a new person was born. I wouldn't. Have, I think that would have been kind of dark to, to kill Superman. Something. Yeah, that would have been kind of dark. But to get to what was going on in the finale, you know, I think the penult- it was the penultimate episode or the episode before the penultimate. Uh, the episode before the penultimate, I think. Allie was able to steal Superman's abilities and she drained him, drained his cells completely of solar energy and left him like beyond dead and like he couldn't recharge. Mm. So he's like stuck like, you know what I'm saying, being like human for like an episode or whatever. So Jordan had to really like step up and he's been like training this whole season. He's been training with General Lane and you know, like just doing like little, like, you know, mock little, you know, exercises and stuff like that. Then going out and like fighting crime like behind his mom's back and shit like that. So he's been training, building up kind of like for this moment and he had like a, in this episode, like where Superman first loses his powers, he has like a super dope ass uh, fight with John L, who is the Bizarro's son, right. and like they have a super like you know cool ass fight. It's like freeze vision versus heat vision and shit like that. You get to see that happen. Uh, he fight he fights him and Lana Lang from that world because she in that world Lana Lang has been like giving powers and shit like that in the Bizarro world. So he had to fight both of them. And he's a super dope fight. He, like punched one of them into the fucking sky and she was crazy. <laughs> so. Um, in the uh, second episode, I'm sorry, in the in the finale, the episode I was sorry, the second episode, in the finale, you know, they're trying to figure out how to stop Allie. She's like inside the portal between worlds, and after she's like taking all the energy from Superman, she's powerful enough to like literally like absorb and like pull the two worlds together. So like you can see like, first of all, it was dope. Like, they had a whole Bizarro episode earlier in the season, and we got to see like all the Bizarro worlds. So they had like a red sun. 
Like, the sun was fucking square. Like, literally, like, they had, this shit was so dope. They had a fucking square sun in the sky. Like, big square sun. The earth was, like, a cube. Like, as soon as Superman flew off the earth, and, like, they had, like, the zoom out, and you could see, like, it was a cube. That shit was amazing. <laughs> that shit was amazing. The CGI of that scene was amazing. I was like, this is, this is just too much. Like, this is too much. And then, you know, he, he sees, like, you know, in this world, how they did the Bizarro family and that stuff, it was, like, a lot of callbacks to the Silver Age, but they put their own spin on it. You know, in this version, they were, you know, with the Kent family's kind of reserved, and they kind of, like, hide in plain sight, and in the real world, this Kent family was, like, all out with their shit. Like, everybody knew he was Clark Kent. Like, he was famous. He was more considered, like, he was more concerned about being famous than being, like, a hero and stuff right. like that. So Superman had to go to that world, and they showed all that. So you see, like, you know, the cube world in the finale, and you see the regular Earth, and she's, like, pulling them together and shit like that. And people from regular Earth and uh, the inverse world, let's call it bizarre world, they kept, like, flickering, like, back and kind of the, the blip kind of, like, from right. Marvel. They kept, like, blipping back and forth, like, between worlds and shit. And they were, like, people were getting separated. Fucking planes were, like, coming from the bizarre world and shit. Because, like, the people were, like, blipping off the plane, and then, like... It's like, there's no fucking pilot. And then, like, the plane, like, it's, like, coming and it, like, blips out the way. It was, just, like, a lot of cool, like, imagery in the episode. They were doing, like, a lot of cool shit with that. Um, Superman, how he gets his powers back is that he goes to access his uh, Kryptonian. Because in this version, he had, like, his the AI of his father, like, in comic books. Mm. But he ends up losing in the first season. And he gets the AI of his mother. Well, that's a good twist. Right. He gets the AI of his mother. It's been, it's been pretty cool this season. And, um... She was trying to tell him something, but the AI got shut off or whatever. She was trying, but he figured out what she was trying to tell him how to recharge his cells. He would need to be thrown into the sun. Literally, be thrown into the sun itself. So he's like, he's like, and he doesn't even know if this is like gonna work because he's like, I didn't know if that's what she actually said and all that type of shit. <laughs> this shit was crazy. He gets uh, Tyrell, who is uh, this is gonna be a big spoiler for you because you haven't watched the show at all. But I'm sorry, man. Tyrell is Superman's brother. So in this show, like Superman has like a brother, and I'll explain all that later. But like. And he was, like, evil the first season. So, <laughs> so, he, like, grabs Superman, and, like, they go, like, they fly or whatever. And, again, they don't know these works. And it's, like, a super cool scene. Like, they're talking and shit, like, before he throws him into the sun. And, like, calls him, like, extra brave and shit. It was just a very heartwarming scene between these two characters. Who, like, we've seen them go, like, through a lot of ups and downs throughout the show. And he throws him into the sun. And you're, like, you know, you see him, like, plumbing into the sun. You know what's going to happen. And when it flips back to Superman in the sun, he's, like, fucking, like, yeah! Like he's burning that shit. And like, oh my god! But then it's like he's like burning. He's burning and healing at the same time. It was such a cool like visual scene. Like he was like burning and then healing at the same time. You see it was kind of like working, and then you can see the energy like flowing through his suit. His suit started to, like kind of like, glow, like it started to glow, kind of like uh, remember like the new Fifty Two suit right. where it would like kind of like uh, glow if he like a whole bunch of energy in it. Or for like remember sometimes they would show like if he shot the heat vision, simple with glow or something like that. Right. It kind of like created that visual. He came with the sun, like, glow, like glowing orange, bro. Like, I'm talking just glowing. It was such a super dope visual scene. He comes out, just comes out just wrecking shit. Comes out, he wrecks uh, fucking uh, Alley quick, just quick. Saves Steel and his daughter, Ghost. Like, he's moving faster he's ever moved before. So, like, they saves them, like, in an instant. Takes down Alley. And then, like, the two Earths are, like, literally, like, together. Like, it's like a circle, like a round Earth and a square Earth. Like, literally, it, like merged together like and they're like about to become one and that shit was super cool and he like I thought they were gonna do the Christopher Reeve thing where he like reverses time I was like oh this is this is just getting really deep like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like this is getting oh it's gonna get really deep he starts like going around the planet like super fast but then he like circling around like one last time and he like flies, comes down and he like used all like that solar energy he had stored up and like 
this motherfucker like punched two realities apart. He like punched two realities apart and made them two again. This shit was so cool, bro. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And not, like when he landed and shit, like he did the you know the, the, the superhero pose of poses, right. but like like you know, all the rubble came up and he was like screaming and you see like the energy like coming off the symbol and shit. Fucking amazing. You see the two planets like glow. And then, like, Earth was, like, you know, it's back to normal and shit. He separated him sent to the bizarre world, back to its dimension. But it was a super, super fucking dope ending. And then, at the end, um, you know, he's all with the family and shit like that. And they're, they're recovering from all the fallout and everything. He's got them out on the boat at sea and stuff. Because the fortress ended up getting, like, destroyed this season. And he's got, like, a new crystal and shit. And, like, before he had the fortress in the Arctic, because, you know, it's the fortress of solitude. It was a place for kind of just him. And then ever since his son, one of the sons had power, he's, like, allowed him to come sometimes with him. But only he can, like, kind of, like, survive that temperature. But, like, now he's, like, put it out in, like, in the middle of the ocean. Right. And he's, like, this is going to be a fortress, like, for the whole family. So I thought that was, like, a cool, like, little ending, like, where, like, you see, like, the fortress coming out the sea and shit at the end. You see the crystals coming out the sea. That was a cool, it was a super dope ending. Which I thought was a cool callback to the comic books. I think his fortress now is in the Bermuda Triangle, I think, in the comic books. Right. So it was just, ah. This, this ending was funny. It was phenomenal. Bro. Any, any, did they drop anything at all hinting for the next season? Anything yes! Anything? Oh yeah. my god, I'm, so, I'm yeah. so glad you said that. I'm right, so glad cool, you said that. Cool, cool. Uh, so they had, um, so two things I gotta get into when you bring this up. They had Diggle come on from Arrow. Oh, word. He was in the first season. Really? Yeah, oh, he, was, okay. he was in the first season as well. And um, he came on and had a, a, a scene with Steel. In which, because um, this version of Steel is actually from another Earth, and yeah. this Earth Steel is dead, so he was like telling him about like Bruno Mannheim, you know, you know, you hear Bruno Mannheim, like, oh shit, Intergame, yeah. and he's like, you know, he's telling him about him being like an arms dealer and they got all this high tech weapons and shit like that, and it's like, well, you know, what does this have to do with me? And he's like, well, as far as I can tell, Bruno Mannheim killed the John Henry Irons of this world. So that's gonna like because that's been a, a mystery like been building since the first season who killed the John Henry excuse me the John Henry Irons of this world. Right. So now it's revealed to be Bruno Mannheim who we know like now he's gonna be one of the one of the two villains for next season. Has he has Bruno Mannheim been seen at all? No, 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 no. Okay. So he'll just be just like talk about that, right? Yeah, this is okay. the first this is the first time he's been mentioned in this show. Right. So we're, he's gonna be one of the main villains in next season. But they said it'd be like a more human. Um, a personal story for certain for some of our characters, and then it'll be like another villain too. It was more on the powerful side. Because I mean, Bruno Man, Inner Gang. I mean, they get most of their shit from Apocalypse, right? Right now, so that like, could be we... something maybe to send up in game wise, where it's like final season type shit. Huh? That could be something. I that'd be cool. I mean, uh, that, I mean, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd like to see that. That that you know it could be a callback to Smallville too, because it was kind of like that was the last season of Smallville. It was like the last season of Smallville had him dealing with like the forces apocalypse and stuff, right. but it was heavily based on like the final crisis version right. of um, apocalypse where they're, they're like taking over like human bodies and shit like that, and like um, kind of like coming at it through like a mental way. Mm-hmm. I think you know, like I didn't you know, find, nobody understands final crisis, but <laughs> like Dog, final crisis is confusing, yeah, shit. No, yeah no, nobody, nobody understands that, shit, so <laughs> but they did reveal something else huge, and it's been this has been like. The, the butt of like a lot of controversy um, amongst the DC community. I feel like a lot of people were happy about it. I posted about it on DC TV and that post went crazy. Um, it's been confirmed that this is not connected to the Arrowverse. Officially. Now I know it's like, wait the fuck, I just mentioned Diggle. I'll get to that. 
this is confirmed that this is not like in the same universe as Flash and Arrow and all that stuff. Even though we've seen Tyler Walken play Superman amongst these heroes already, where there was in Crisis or um, uh, there was another crossover he was in. Elseworlds, they did the Elseworlds cross, which was a pretty good crossover. Um, I think he might have been one more. He was in a couple Supergirl episodes, but this is what confirmed it. This is not the same Superman, which is huge. I remember I told way, way back, if our listeners remember, way, way, way back on this show, I said, I mentioned how they, the producers said they took out a picture of Supergirl in Superman and Lois, and they said they had to cut it out for time or some bullshit, right? And mm. I said then, I said, no, this is an indication Right here now, they're planning to make this shit separate. And here we are. And here we are. Good shit. Right? Good news, right? I believe it's good news. Because it's, CW is a dying breed of... Right, it's, it's, right, it's going here. Yeah, come on. Right. CW, it's on its last legs. And, like, um, you know, Warner Brothers is selling the CW. You know, it has sold the CW. It has sold the CW. That's the next thing we're into. But, you know, they have sold the CW. So, I think it's a great thing. Because, you know, you get to... Even in this season, like, you know, they weren't restricted... By the fact that you know Supergirl had had Lucy Lane on there, they had their own version of Lois Lane's sister on on Supergirl, and they completely ignored that shit. They brought the same actress. So at first people were like, okay, maybe it's just Crisis on Infinite Earths, it retconned it, mm. but no, it's like no, this is our it's on Earth. And then the, the how the confirmation was General Lane. In this episode, he says that you know, although they've they faced other universe threats like this before, it's like we've seen all the leagues of heroes, but this earth only, he was talking to the boys, he was like, this earth only has your dad. That's, he was like, that's all it's ever needed. So that just lets you know right there, that this earth is like, you know, it's, it only has Superman for one, and it's not connected to the Arrowverse. Now does that mean there can't be other heroes in the future? Nah, but I think it opens it up to like, this you create its own universe, rather right. than like being held up by, you know, the things of the past. So I'm open to it for sure. I'm open to it. That's a good shit. And then I think it, like to get into the next conversation, the CW is being sold. I mean, has been sold. I think that we talked about this. I mean, you like off off mic. I don't think that Warner Brothers keeps their DC content on a network which they own only what twelve percent of. Because that, now that they'll they're going to retain twelve percent ownership of the CW. Would you put your biggest and brightest characters on a Hell, network you only no, own twelve percent? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, or would you put it in something that you own fifty percent of, like HBO Max? <laughs> you know, yeah, or more yeah, I don't think I mean, they own more of it than that but don't take a mathematician bro right you know what I'm saying <laughs> I was like I just think this is the end the and point. I think I think that signals the end for the Flash because you know they were they were concerned um, that this was going to be the last season you know but it's not it's going to be the next well they don't they don't have the confirmation yet but we can you know read the writing on the wall I think that the next season of Flash will be the last because Next Star is who bought the CW and uh, again don't know too much about them from what I read from the press release though they plan on like kind of promoting this network to like an older audience now, a more mature audience, whereas the CW has always been like a teen audience, you know? All right. You know, think uh, fucking Vampire Diaries and Riverdale. It's <laughs> yeah. going gonna to be some in the heat of the night shit or <laughs> like or fucking Walker, Texas Rangers some shit like that. Now, they're going to get rid of all of the teen angst. It's be old anger and aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Good old-fashioned mature <laughs> anger and aggression and... And emotional repression, bro. That's uh, that's what we like. But yeah, but you gotta watch it, bro. You gotta watch Superman, dog. You gotta check it out. I'm telling you, you gotta check it out. It's on my list. It's just, it's just you know <laughs> at the bottom of that. You list. gotta check it out, man. <laughs> it is. Hard. I'll watch it if you watch Miss Marvel. I'm not watching Miss Marvel. You can't compare Superman to Miss Marvel. Come on. 
I'm <laughs> saying you watch Ms. Marvel, I watch Superman. I've been asking you to watch Superman since we started this podcast. I was like, <laughs> you can't bring me to watch Ms. Marvel. No, uh, I don't watch a bunch of things you said watch. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No way. No way. No way. You owe it to yourself <laughs> to watch How Superman. many things you watch that I tell you to watch? I watched, uh, God damn it, what's that shit called? Mm-hmm. What's that shit called? I know it's something. Sounds suspect, it's something. bro. Nah, I know it's something. I yeah, know I'm it's a hot something. spot right now. You nah, that shit you just told me to watch that shit. It was, uh, didn't, you, didn't, didn't you tell me to watch The Boys? Was Judas that watched The Boys? Was that me? I think. Maybe not. I don't know. But I know you told me to watch some things and I have watched it for sure. <laughs> for sure, me I have. too. <laughs> Anytime you watch a family guy, I watch it with you. Oh, shut, <laughs> shut that shit up. I watch it with you. Every time you try to tell me it's a great show, I just sit there. The hell out of here. <laughs> he said, anytime you watch Family Guy, Family Guy was great before me and it'll be great after me. This is right? Superman, man. As much as we beg and crowd Superman content, movie wise, you should be happy that we're getting a good TV show. We're getting a really good television series. It's getting better. And I think, you know, maybe they take Superman. I, you know, I, listen, this is the thing. I think all the shows that's on the CW right now, they're all going to be on there next year. I think let's just get that out of the way, right? Because mm-hmm. we know deals like this don't go through overnight. Remember when Disney bought Fox? Yeah. Like the, the immediate brother. changes. Like it, took, it, it was no immediate change. It took like two years for all right. that shit to like to fully go through. So when you're thinking of a deal, but I've heard something crazy. This is some shit I want to bring up. You're going to laugh about this. So I heard that Next Star, it's not so much them buying the CW, more so than assuming the debt. The fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Why? So, so apparently, see that, because I remember these rumors. I remember these rumors from like months ago, because this is, this is why they were getting sold. They were like hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. Because apparently they haven't made money since, like, like they haven't generated a profit since, like, don't quote me on this. I could be wrong, but I remember it's something crazy, like, since, like, like, 2012. <laughs> 2012? We're talking, like, we're talking, like, year we're after. We're talking like, 10 years at this yeah, point, we're talking, like, year. We're talking, like, the year after, like, Smallville ended, like. Oh, man. All right. Hasn't generated nothing. Well, I'm not surprised. Look at the fucking quality of some of these shows, man. This, the CW is part of the reason why I don't give a low quality shows like, like the light of day. We can't do. Listen, man, we can't do. We can absolutely. We cannot. We cannot do the CW super dirty like this because of like we can't like they give us a couple good times like. That's the same thing, but like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I did. I was there for some of those good times, right? And then I was first, there for a first, lot of the bad times, and it's right. like it's not worth it anymore, dog. Like I at some point, it's, it's like. It's like you, you keep regurgitating the same bullshit. Eventually, people are going to get tired of it. Dog. The writer's room of the Arrowverse shows just started to really, really lack after the first few years. Like, the, of course, we could talk about the bad CGI, you know, whatever. But we, we, we all know that when the script and the direction is good, we, we can ignore that. We all know that. We all, like, you know what I'm saying? We all have a movie that's, like, not the best CGI-wise, but we love that movie. Like, I think that was, like, the CW at a certain point. Like, you know, The Flash never had, like, the greatest, you know, special effects. But that first season was really, really damn good. That second season was damn good as well. Not as good as the first, but damn good. And then, you know, you started to see the problems in season three, like, a lot of the problems. But it's funny. It's like the show is so, so far away from that now. I would beg to go back to something like season three. I had I had a, an immense problem with that season. 
but I would beg to go, and I think it's mainly due to the writer's room. Like, you know, I spoke about Power earlier, right? Mm. So, like, you know, Power has a, and a lot of a lot of shows do this, where they have, like, a show Bible, or they have a person that's on the show's staff who keeps track of continuity, who goes, okay, you write this episode, and it comes in and goes, okay, no, 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 no. This contradicts what we did in episode, you know, 506. So you can't do this in 606, because in 506 we said this and that and that. You gotta have a person like that. It's like the Flash can't keep up with like what it did in the previous season. Not even, not even years ago. <laughs> Just like I was watching, um, I was, um, I was, uh, I was at some family member's house. And they had Netflix and watching the Flash, and it was season seven. And I saw a scene, and I'm just like, holy shit! I just saw something from season eight that completely contradicts this. We're talking a season apart. Mm. That's the writers' room. That's the writers' room having like a lack of care for like. You know where the story is going, and you know, listen. I know there's people. Listen, people work hard or whatever. It's not just because it's hard to blame like an entire writing team. I learned this like the more I learn about writing. A showrunner has like the most say at the end of the day, even more so than like because on t- in television a director is like a guest. You know, a director comes. If you look at television show credits, a lot of times there'll be different directors for like the whole season because they just they hire those directors. Like you, like, you work this episode, you work that episode. The showrunner is there the whole season. They're the boss of the show. So how that show sounds, how it feels, that person created it. And the writers, the writing team has to write around that person's wishes. That's why they call it showrunner. Mm. So The Flash has had the same showrunner since season five, Eric Wallace. And this show has just turned into just, like, it's like a, a complete joke of itself. Yeah. I mean, that, like, that's just circles back even, to what I was saying. Even like, trying to be serious, though, like, even, even, like, even, like, like this is my best shot. It's like, okay, like, that's good for you, I guess. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, that's good for what you've been doing so far, I guess. Like, it's like, if the past three seasons have been absolute shit, then I guess season eight of Flash is okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that circles back to what I'm saying, bro. Like, it's, I'm, I'm not giving low-quality shows a fucking chance anymore, because if they suck, if they, then it's really bad, because it's like, the fucking quality of it sucks, one, and then the writing it sucks. Like, yeah. like, like you said, we've known that the Flash isn't fucking, like, they're not putting in, like, HBO fucking numbers for a show. I get that. You know what I mean? Like, for the, you know, the budget for the CGI or whatever. Right. But, like, man, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You can sum up, like, maybe three or four of those seasons in a row like this. I can't do it. I'm not fast enough. And then here comes somebody random from his team or maybe sometimes his whole team. Yes, you can, Barry. You can. You are fast <laughs> enough. And then Barry comes back with, you're right. I am fast enough. And it proceeds to do the one thing he swore he couldn't do because he wasn't fast enough. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's, that becomes when, like, the whole season can be summed up. Well, that, basically to, to, that. Be, to be honest with you, the show hasn't even been that in life. It's been, not to say the show has been more. worse than that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, right. that, that's what I was going to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather, if I'm going to watch a poorly written show, I'd rather see it on, like, HBO or Amazon. Yeah, like, if The Boys' next episode is absolute garbage, Which you... I doubt it. The boys have been amazing so far. But let's say they go, like, they take a, a weird left turn. And it's it's written horribly. Mm. We're still going to see some cool-ass shit. You know you're still going to see some lasers. You're going to see somebody flying. Somebody's going to get punched through a wall. You're still going to see some gangster shit. You mm. see what I'm saying? Even if the episode is written horribly, the quality is still not that bad. You see what I'm getting at? Whereas if the Flash episode, you know it's going to be shit. But, like, let's say, you know, you go in there with a fresh mind. You're like, all right, let's see what the episode entails. Turns out it's shit. Now you got, like, horrible writing you just went through, plus, like, the horrible quality. So I was like, no, I'm not giving horrible quality TV shows a shot anymore. Because if it sucks, it sucks twice. Yeah. So you don't get it? 
That that was just like my point for for all that though. No, for sure, for sure. So it seems like it's the end of the CW. I didn't even mention the Flash when I, I did. I was told people I was gonna check that out. I did check it out. It was okay. Um, if that would have been like the final episode, right? Um, I guess. <laughs> but like, that's not convincing, bro. Yeah, it was like, man, <laughs> it's I, guess, like, I guess. It's like, damn that fucking reverse flash shoot. You seen the black one? Yeah, it looked goofy as hell in live action. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my god, it looked goofy as hell in live action. Uh. It looked goofy as hell. And I guess that I'm very much tired of Tom Cavanaugh. Like, I'm very much tired of him as reverse flash. I liked him as Harrison Wells, and they took my favorite Harrison Wells away, Harry from Earth Two, and ever since then the show hasn't been the same. So. <laughs> And to see him like it, I, he says he loves playing Reverse Flash, and it, it like he, it like it feels like he's like he feels like it's Joker, or Batman, you know, Flash and Reverse Flash, and I'm just like, your acting doesn't tell me that you love doing this, man. It tells me like I'm here, <laughs> like I'm here. Start rolling here. Right? Yeah, like Matt Letcher is like a supremely better Reverse Flash. Like he's just like I don't know, I don't know, man. Like I said, like he brings something out of Grant Gustin in it, so I hope he's in that in the final season at least. That would make me tune in, at the very least. Right. But I guess the reason that I was saying like we can't completely shit on them is just for the good times, you know? Because right. like, I go back and look at some of those crossovers. They're pretty good. I was watching um, you know, the Legends of Yesterday crossover the other day, which was like... <laughs> Legends of Yesterday? Yeah, because it, it was the crossover that led into Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Like, it was because it was a two-part... It was a two-part oh, episode. the episode name was Legends of Yesterday. Yeah, it was called Legends of Yesterday. It was called okay. Legends of Yesterday and then Legends of Today. <laughs> Thought she had like a tongue twist, like no, no, I didn't have a just <laughs> no. Is this that certain particle accelerator fucking you up right now? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it ain't that, man. No. Always made me go back to make sure that everything was written the same way. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold the phone. You said you fucking with me? Yeah, I was like, hold on, bro, stop playing, bro. No, no, no. It was the crossover was called. That was pretty solid. Like some, like their crossovers were always solid. That was something like you waited for, like, like. Yearly, because it's like they had one annually. They started off Flash vs. Arrow. Mm. That was solid. Then they did um, Legends of Yesterday. That was solid. Then they did uh, Invasion, which was which was cool. Cause it was like aliens and Dominators invaded Earth, and you got Supergirl teaming with the heroes for the first time. Mm. That was cool. Crisis on Earth X was maybe the peak. Was maybe the peak. It was like, it's, it's alternate universe Nazis. Like, it's, you know... Ultimate Universe, Supergirl, Reverse Flash, and teamed up with the Nazis. It's crazy. Like, like, there's a lot of shit going on. And, like, that was probably, like, the peak. Ghost Worlds was pretty good where they had, you know, with, uh, I think that was the next one, with uh, Tyler for the first time, Superman mm. in there for the first time. That was pretty good. But what what, what killed it, which, which I think what killed the Arrowverse, in a sense, was that they probably had their worst crossover when it was supposed to be their best one. Like, when it was supposed to be, like, because they were supposed to be building up to Infinite Earths, Crisis mm-hmm. on Infinite Earths. And that's probably their weakest one. Like, it's really just a cameo fest. Right. It's really just like, oh, look, it's that person from that show from 20 years ago. <laughs> like, oh, shit, it's, it's Burt Ward. It was just cool to see Burt Ward, you know, original Robin and shit like that. It's cool to see shit like that. But they, they even admitted, like, they were like, they spent most of their budget on the fucking cameos. And it's like, no, you could have kept that money for some special effects because that shit was terrible. Like, just in terms of, like, the fight scenes, like, they fought right. the, the shadow demons. That shit was ass. Yeah. But it, it's, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, man. Yeah, I know. I was trying. It's like I was talking him up a little bit. And yeah, I just, yeah. I, I mean, started to remember that shit. Yeah, he threw a curve on me, bro. It's not like you was, you was trying to soften blows here. And then you just hit him with the hardest one. He was like, nah, that yeah, was ass. Bro. That shit was like, ass. No, bro, all of them, I thought, I think the crossover was, I'll still go back to this day. Like, if you say, 
oh, I want to watch something Arrowverse related, just like we did like a retro review. It have to be one of the crossovers. I can't go back and watch those old seasons or nothing like that. But the cross Arrow, I can. The old season of Arrow are pretty pretty solid. But like, and even some of the later ones. But like uh, that past, like Crisis on Infinite Earths and all the new seasons after that. I, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But speaking of Superman and DC Universe and everything like that, Super Sons animated movie. We finally got our first look teaser trailer. I didn't even know they were doing this. You didn't know they were doing this? Nah, I swear I swear we talked about this on a previous episode. Yeah? Yes. A Super Sons? Yes, Challenge of Super Sons. Man. Remember I, I talked remember I said I said I think they should do like Super Sons season five again. Just as I said I know they're already doing the movie though. Man, okay, maybe that's where where my memory gets all mashed up. Because I know we you know that's something you've been like pushing for a lot in this throughout the podcast. Right, like, right, right. For, for them to be on season five. To, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, maybe either leave the spinoff or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, I, maybe maybe that's where my memory got all jumbled up. But yeah, no, I, consciously, I don't remember. But yeah, no, I'm, that, I'm not, we talked about it off, 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 mic, off mic here, but I'm not, I, I like the, like the 3D animation shit. I like the CGI stuff. Yeah. I, I do like it when it's animated. I do. Mm. I just don't think every movie or show needs it though. You know what I mean? You think this was one that didn't... Ah, nah, man. I think DC has been doing really good with their flat 2D animated <laughs> worlds, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they've done, like, phenomenal. I think this would have been cool without it. But, I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so maybe maybe right. my mind changes completely. Like, I'm open to watch it still. Right. right? I know people thinking I'm already shitting on it, but I just don't think everything new that's animated needs this needs that CGI stuff in it. You know? I mean, they still, don't get, they still got the, the, uh, the 2D stuff coming. I, 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 I definitely understand where you're coming from, though. Definitely doesn't, everything doesn't need, like, the CG. But it doesn't look, um, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't, it doesn't look bad at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look bad at all. And I like how, like, they've managed to, like, keep that, like, Jimenez, uh, Super Sun's art and, right. like, translate that to the 3D. Mm-hmm. But to also mention that, too, like, they had some pretty, like, slapping 3D hits, though. They had some slap. Green Lantern. The show. Alright. I didn't actually watch the show. John, oh my god. I almost turned this whole show off. the exact reason. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not, not a huge, like, again, not everything needs to I'll admit, create, I'll man. admit, that was one of the things that had me like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But when I watched it, I was like, this shit is, this shit is pretty good. Right. Like, also, Josh Keaton, I think, he, he may be, he may, I don't know. He's almost as good as he is as Spider-Man as Green Lantern because he plays Green Lantern in that show. Yeah. So, but, um, and then Beware the Batman is the other one I was going to bring up, which I love that series. Yeah. I love that series. It was th- and I don't think, you know, television-wise, I think, I don't think they had the budget episode by episode that this challenge of the Super Sons movie is going to get. Sometimes the action got really, really good and be where the Batman. So I got, I got some hope. I got some hope for this challenge of the Super Sons No, no I mean, I'm, I'm hoping my, you know, I mean, it, it completely, like, Blows my mind. You know, I would look at it from a different. Did you see the? Did you see the Star Wars coming out of people and shit? Yeah. That shit looked pretty cool. Yeah. That shit looked pretty cool. Like that shit looked pretty. How it like like how it looked that emotion mm-hmm. and everything looked. It looked pretty cool. I think it's gonna be solid. I hope so. I hope it is. How you liking the voice uh, actors? Um, I didn't look at the cast. I didn't. You know, yeah, I, I didn't actually look at the the cast. But either. just like, uh, like from what you heard from the trailer. I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, it's not. It wasn't like I was thinking. Oh man, this this person should have done it. Like I just. Right. It sounds sounds good. It sounds good. Damien sounds better than he sounded in um, those new Fifty Two animated movies. Mm. I didn't really like Damien's voice in those movies. It was like too snotty. But um, I gotta be the only one. Like I feel like when I bring this up, like maybe like I'll, I'll like post this like comment section or something. Yeah, mm. get like a few likes. Am I like the only one who feels like Damien Wayne is supposed to have an accent? Like I don't get that. 
Like, I don't get why he doesn't have an accent like Rayshaw Gould and Talia Gould. Hmm. Like, canonically, even in that movie, even in the, in the Challenge of the Super Sons movie, right? He's 13 probably, right? In this movie. So, canonically, he's been with Bruce for three years. He told me this kid was raised by the League of Assassins and then the part back for 10 years and then he hangs with Batman for three years. Accent just gone. Huh. Like, I get it. You don't want to make Damien tan? Fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm over it. Motherfucker's supposed I'm to be my skin tone. Right. I'm over it. But if but, but if you want to like, at least just give him the accent, that would be cool, man. Yeah, that, that never, I don't, I, I think this is the first time I've ever been <laughs> brought this uh Really? Yeah, yeah. And I don't never talk to anybody that was saying anything about his accent. I've yeah, talked like, to people about like, like the the skin tone, about yeah. how like they went from being like you know tan and tasty to just like pale and pasty. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. one's ever brought up the accent to me before, huh? And it, which is crazy because it makes total sense that he would have an accent. Shout out, hey man. Listen, no no hate. Shout out to the pale people though. Get your sunscreen out this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pasty bastards. <laughs> oh my god. We just lost three listeners. <laughs> yeah, bro. Nah, no, I, like I said, no one's ever actually brought it up to me before. But that's wild, dog. Did you never... Nobody's ever brought the accent thing to you. Like, that's Because that's something I've, I've always read Damien like, with an accent. Like, I've always read him like with an accent in my head. Like, I never thought like he would have like an Americanized accent until I like watched that Son of the Batman movie. And I was like... What is this? That like threw me off. I won't, I won't lie. That's probably like why I don't like those movies that much. Because I'd never have really liked that characterization of Damien Wayne anyway. Because I think it's kind of like a lesser version of Damien. You know, it's just like the gist rather than like the whole character. You know? Alright. So let me ask you. Which is hard to do in a movie. Not to. I don't want to shit on them. Right. Let me ask you a So you. The Batman animated series, when he went up against Rachel Gould, did Rachel Gould have an accent? Like a Middle East accent? It, he had like a, it was almost like a British accent. Almost. Okay, I, I remember that. Because like, I, I couldn't. Because cartoons and anything back in the day, it's like, evil dude not from this country? British accent. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it was. Like, back in the yeah, day. yeah, okay. So okay, that, that's probably why it didn't really click with me, like, honestly. It was, but. You know what's funny? In my head, like, I always feel like, uh, you ever watched the originals? Uh, it's like, it's like the, the Vampire Diaries? Yeah, Vampire Diaries spinoff. I've never actually sat down and watched them. I don't know what you're well, talking about. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I can understand, like, Vampire Diaries, you, at this point, if you haven't watched it, you probably aged out of it. It was like a teen show. You watched it as a teen. Right. Originals, amazing series. Amazing, amazing series. Fucking terrible ending, but amazing series. And the main character, Klaus Michelson, I've always felt like um, Damien had, like, a dialect kind of like him. I've always felt like he kind of sounded like that. Like, he kind of had an accent like that. Like, he kind of sounded like that tonally. I always like, usually a little clip of him like talking. He has like almost a sinister voice, you know. One of them, of course, he's like he's like the anti-villain, you know, main character of the show. But it's like he has a sinister voice to him. But then, of course, you know, if you watch the show, you know, Klaus also has like this immense sensitivity. That's why he's kind of like so brutal because he's like so immensely sensitive. And who does that sound like? Right. You know, like and I, I've, for some reason, I've always drew this connection between these two characters because they're both like the Dark Prince and shit like that, you know. Like, so, I don't know. I always thought you should have an accent similar to that. And then, who's the actor? Oh, damn. I love this actor, too. I can't think of his name right now. He's actually going to be in, he's actually going to be in the next season of Titans. I don't know if I'm Titans, but, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's working. I'm glad he's working. Glad he's working. Right. Just leave it at that. <laughs> right. 
But um, yeah, Joseph Morgan, Joseph Morgan, that's his name, Joseph Morgan. I always thought Damian Wayne should kind of have a speech pattern, kind of like Joseph Morgan's. Ask Klaus. That's kind of always always thought about that. You looking at both? Yeah, yeah, looking at see what you're talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he was an amazing villain too. You know, he's he's by far the most amazing villain, obviously, of the Vampire Diaries, and he is. The, he's both the hero and the villain of his own show and that's like the craziest shit cause it's like he's like the most evil villain possible and it's like how do we make a show about him and then like not take that away from him but they were like they managed like to do that yeah cause this dude's all about his own goals and his own ambitions it's, at the end of the day it's, it's about his family so you know that can affect other people you know negatively so they did a really good job of like not making him like this extremely good guy just cause it's his show and shit alright like in the first, it's kind of spoiled, but like in the first episode, like this is kind of like the gist of like. It ain't spoiled. I'm never going to this. Uh, you should check this out one day. But if the first like episode of the originals is like you know the vampires like you know they're immortal and you know they're like undead and they can't have kids. So like, but like Klaus is a hybrid. Like, he's you know he's, he was born he was born a, he was born a werewolf and turned into a vampire by magic. So because like, they were the first vampires, like, he didn't he didn't know he was part werewolf like when his when his mother cast a spell to make them vampires. Mm. But when he killed somebody as a vampire. When a, when a werewolf kills for the first time, it activates their curse. When he kills a vampire, it activates his curse and turns him into the first hybrid. And then his power, his, his father, his adopted father, who he found out that was, that's how he found out that was his adopted father, because like that would mean like, because he ain't a werewolf. He's like, oh, so this bitch been flipping with werewolves. And like, <laughs> like he finds that out, and like they seal his, you know, they seal his power away. They seal his power away. I'm sorry, I forgot the whole point of fuck I was trying to make with that, but. They end up stealing his power because <laughs> I, I, I was I was trying to I forgot exactly where I was trying to take us here with the whole werewolf thing. Finish your thought though. See, maybe maybe you'll, you'll... yeah, it'll, it'll come back to me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But they were they sealed his power away, and then he ends up you know like unlocking it in uh, Vampire Diaries and shit. But um, in the very first episode of his show, that's what I was trying to get to. In the very first episode of his show. Uh, because he's a hybrid, he's slept with this girl. They introduced her in Vampire Diaries. That's what, that's what I was trying to get to. That's, I'm so sorry. He, he slept with this girl in Vampire Diaries named Haley, who was this werewolf they introduced in Vampire Diaries, who was like a, a kind of frenemy to one of the characters on there. And she comes onto this show. And yeah, she was like a minor character in Vampire Diaries. Amazing actress. Because she like came onto originals and like the main, you know, female lead. And it was like, wow, she was a minor character before. So to take down that role was really cool. And he gets her pregnant. He's like, that's impossible. Like these witches call him like to New Orleans, and like his brother finds him there and shit like that too. He's tracking him down, and they find that these witches are like protecting Haley or whatever, or they're trying to like use her. They're trying to use her to like get something out of him. And he's like, they're like they're gonna like kill her and the baby or whatever. And this is how like how dastardly evil this dude is. And he just find out like, cause he's always his whole thing too is like he's like alone because like he's been ostracized by like his family at times, been ostracized by his father. And like you know, being like the he was at one point the only hybrid at one point, and even when he like managed to make other hybrids on Vampire Diaries, they end up turning on him and he killed them all. So like he's like constantly being alone. So this like him having a child, like a direct continuation of himself, is like a real chance like to not be alone. And like they try to use that to control him. And you see him get like emotional and almost like teary eyed. And then he motherfuckers is like, kill them both. What do I care? Like, that's how, like, dastardly evil he was. And then, like, towards the end of the episode, like, he changes his mind because of, like, what is he has, like, a talk with his brother. But, like, he's thinking about it from, at least in the beginning, he's thinking about it in the sense of, like, what power this child could bring him. And, like, what, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how this could, like, improve his empire and shit. 
Like, that's like how I was thinking. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy, fucking crazy show. I loved it, man. I loved it. That damn that final season. Damn that final season. It was it was a situation where they had the same showrunner for four seasons, and he had to go on and do something else. Right. And the fucking showrunner from Vampire Diaries finished it out, and she was more concerned about setting up her fucking new show rather than giving us a good ending for originals. Right. And it kind of fucked us. But, make a long story short, that's his, why he spoke, I don't know why, I always felt like Damian Wayne should have a similar uh, speech pattern. But, let me see. Where are we at now? What do we got next? Is it The Boys? No. We got to talk about, we, we still want Super oh. I mean, I mean, The Boys is kind of since we're nah, nah, we going back to softer, some softer <laughs> shit. Not so, uh, not so, <laughs> not so much The Boys. Just not so, you know, Rated a something bittersweet. Rated <laughs> Talking about something bittersweet right now, and that is Wakanda Forever, Black Panther Two. You're not excited to see uh, Sherry oh, as Black Panther? That's not gonna happen. I don't like. I don't. I said this before I did the show, but I'm gonna say it again because you just brought it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Sherry was only Black Panther in the comic books for like six issues, like six issues, and that entire run was mainly told from the perspective of T'Challa. So you just think about that. <laughs> you just think about that when you say, sure, not you, not you. But I'm saying to the to people at home, just thinking about, right. yeah, sure, you should be, sure, you should be, uh, <laughs> sure, you should be Black Panther. You, you think about that. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't have this big history as fucking Black Panther. We want, listen, man, we want the T'Challa, man. We want that character, man. We want Black Panther as we, as we should have him as, you know, Chadwick Boseman who laid the groundwork, who, who gave his all to this character to the very end. His legacy deserves to be continued on, not pushed to the side. No, seriously, all the hard work you man put into that character, yeah, you just yeah, sure. Right, you got motherfuckers talking about they should make M'Baku the Black Panther. I've sick. seen, I've actually seen that too, to be honest with you. Are this motherfucker sick? <laughs> are you sick? What type of shit, what type of herb juice are you drinking that you think M'Baku should be the Black Panther? Can you imagine M'Baku as the... I have to say his name like that, too. Can you imagine M'Baku as <laughs> the Black Panther? So, uh... <laughs> so, what, what direction are they going to go in? I don't know what direction they're going to. And that... that I mean, that scares me. It's like, we're going to the real unknown. That movie drops this year. No. No? They pushed it further back? No, it comes out in 23. I think it's always been... It's always going to come out in 23. Yeah, you sure? Or maybe it comes out in 22. You could be right about that. You could be correct about that. Maybe it does come out in 22. So has there been any news at all though? Like anything at all to tell us who who's like the main lead or anything like that? What's what's going on there? I mean, it's the same cast from the first movie. We know that. We know everybody's coming back. We don't. If you're asking, we don't know what they're gonna do about Black Panther. John, no, we don't know the main character. We don't know what they're gonna do about him. No, uh, we know. We know that it. We know. We do know that everybody else from the, from the previous movie is gonna be in it. We do know that uh, Namor is in it, which is that's been rumored for forever. We do know that. Which, if that's, which, now that we've seen the concept art for Namor and all that stuff, which is super fucking cool, by the way, because it's like, you know, um, they're really getting into, like, the Mayan um, uh, history and, like, uh, architecture and stuff for for how for this version of Namor. Right. So how they kind of got into, like, the, the they kind of introduced real-life African elements in, into the Black Panther storyline. They introduced real, like, you know, real Mayan elements into the design of Namor and, uh, to the Atlanteans and stuff like that. So I like that. Right. I like that. You know, and there will be like this, you know, I guess counterculture to to the, the Wakandans in this movie. Two, two advanced civilizations, I guess. 
you know, one it's 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 kind of dope. You know, one one of uh, one advanced civilization on land and one on sea. Underwater. Yeah. I just I just you know it's funny. I was talking to a friend about this. He was he's he's way more into Black Panther than I ever probably will be. But just um, he was talking about like the relationship between Namor and Black Panther in the comic books and just how it's one of the greatest rivalries. And comes, I had no idea, and I was just like, "Wow, you know." That's, he was telling me like this. He was telling me like this is gonna be so sad not to see, you know, not to if if you know they're not gonna recast T'Challa, which is you know that would have been the really smart move. All right, and just, I mean, I, I I don't know much about Black Panther or you know outside of like the standard shit and a couple of comics that I've actually read. You know, not gonna not gonna claim to be a hardcore fan. I like him. Don't get me wrong, I like enjoy it, but you know, it's, you only got so much time in the day to sit here and, right, right. and dive into a specific character, but. Man, like in the comic wise, you got to think about it. They're they're both part of the Illuminati, aren't they? Right. That's got to be weird too. Right. Be- I think at one point, like Namor, there was some universe-ending thing going on, and I think he had like attacked uh, Wakanda and a whole bunch in of the lives, middle of it, right? Yeah. A bunch of lives were lost or something like that, and he did it like for his own um, reasons or whatever. But I, I can't, you know, and it caused a conflict between him and Namor and stuff. But like I said, there's always that intense rivalry between them, and we might not be able to get that in the movie. But Namor's Namor the sound looks fucking raw. I like it. And they actually gave him the fucking 20 years, which I didn't think, you know, they would do. Which, you know, that should tell you something, Rock. You know, The Rock's over there. He's doing Black Adam and just... Didn't do 20 years. Black Adam just looks like The Rock with a Black Adam suit on. Like, <laughs> no, no disrespect to The Rock because I think the movie's going to be okay, which is like... Well, that's a whole other conversation. We, I won't get into all that right now while we talk about Black Panther, but, you know... I think the movie might be okay, but it doesn't really look like Black Adam. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It doesn't really give me that feel. It's going to be more like The Rock, you know. Again, just at a different point in his life. Yeah. As, <laughs> you know, and that's, I was rooting for The Rock. Because I've had, we, me and you have debated this. And I was like, you know, I think Rock can give us a performance that's different. And, and that it doesn't don't seem like that, though. From what we've seen. So, right. you could be right. Either My be, initial assumption of yeah, it. Yeah, initial assumption. It was basically just The Rock putting on a suit and going out there and being yeah. The Rock again. They could at least gave him 20 years. Yeah. You know? Receding hairline too. Bitch is already bald. What would, it, what would it have done to his ego to put a receding hairline on him? Maybe, maybe, yeah. a, maybe a little fade. Of, you know? Yeah. A low receding hairline fade that gave us that fucking Vegeta haircut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vegeta, just, Vegeta just hairline. Uh, he's, just doing, he's just doing bald head uh, black eyes. <laughs> Like, they better not make Black Adam ball in the comic books after this shit. You know they love to do that shit. Yeah. Synergy and all that. But back to Black Panther, man, you know, I'm still scared for this movie, bro. You know, seven, they had like seven scripts. It comes out this November. It comes out this November? Yeah, I looked it up while Jesus we were talking Christ. about it right now. Jesus That's Christ. what I'm saying. It's, probably get a first, you know, we'll probably get a first look with uh, Thor. You think so? Probably. Uh-huh. That'd be the next That makes week. sense, right? Thor comes out this weekend? This, yeah. It's Friday or Saturday? Yeah, this weekend. This weekend. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up, too. We transitioned right into that, because... Fucking Thor's getting kind of, kind of not so great reviews. I haven't actually looked up the reviews. What are they? What's 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 the main complaint? I, you know, I don't really get into. I don't really know what the. Well, actually, I do know a couple of complaints, but I, you know, I don't really get into the whole tomato meter thing, whatever Rotten Tomatoes and all that shit. But it's got it's got like sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It was it was a seventy something earlier, and last I checked, it was at like sixty nine percent. Damn, what's the what's one of the complaints you heard? Um, they say that like Christian Bell is like extremely good in the movie, but they say that like it's it's. And I, and I think we talked about this here. Like it's it's all it's like tonal uh, tonal whiplash where it's like it's like ha ah, laughs and then it's like deaf deaf deaf. It's like it's like it feels. They say it feels weird. Like the tonal shift. And then like I think that's like the main. I think that's like one of the main complaints that I've seen. 
That was, that was kind of what I was worried about. But they said they've the actually movie. made. They said like as far as like the comedy though, and like the romantic comedy parts of it, they said like that that part is like really good. Though. Okay, yeah, but I mean, fuck, you know when you when you actually read that storyline, like where he went up against Gore, you know what I mean? Right. So I was like, man, like I, you tell me you're going against Gore the God Butcher, I don't give a shit about the romantic storyline. Well, they got everything else. They got the you no, know, they got them killing gods. They got it. They got them with the sword. They got everything you want. But yeah, but if, if the tonal if the tonal shifts like from you know laugh 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 to death 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 just doesn't make sense or, or feels awkward, it's just gonna ruin the movie. I haven't seen it yet. I yeah, mean, but but, but it based, just based off of just those, what saying, yeah, right? just what they're saying. Again, you know, I don't really pay too much attention to what people fucking say either. I go make my own fucking right. judgment based on this. So I'm gonna watch it anyway. But like, if that's the case, and I end up one of those people that also feel the same, I'm gonna be a little disappointed considering I was really excited. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a situation where, like, I'm on the opposite side of the critics. I really do. Me too. Which, you know, I find myself somewhere in the middle or usually on the opposite side anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have my complaints, but me, for me, for the most part, when I actually go watch a movie, right, like, I'll watch it and I got to give myself maybe, like, a day or two to absorb what the fuck I just watched to truly give you, like, a good, like, rating estimation. You know what I mean? Because the more I talk about some things, the lower my rating goes down for it. Like, so it's like, no, nah, that, that sucked. Or this, they did that well. Or... No, that really, really was shitty. Yeah, right. So. In a strange, you know, in a strange way, I kind of feel like, in a strange way, I kind of feel like mixed reviews are kind of like a good thing for Marvel. Just in terms of like, it means they're doing something new. Different, right? Yeah, it doesn't just feel bland. Different. Yeah, it's not like, okay, this works. Because it seems like critics, like you see like the most blandest Marvel movie, you get like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and you're like, that shit was all right, but it wasn't like... Yeah. You, you know what I mean? When Batman Begins and shit like that, yeah, yeah, like you know, Captain Marvel was like a high, you know, uh, rating. It wasn't. That it was, was okay. It was okay, but yeah, it wasn't like you know what I'm okay. saying. It was. It was just that. It was okay. It seemed more hype throughout very the trailers forget, than very it forgettable. Was. Yeah, it was very forgettable. Yeah. I don't remember a lot <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just remember like toward the middle end, she went from like you know having some kind of understanding of her powers to just being straight up like going super sane and blustering right, like, like yeah. spaceships and shit. It's just like. That was a real fast transition from left to right. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't remember shit about that movie other than what they did with Nick Fury and I and the cat thing. I, that, that, that was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, that, that was... That, that was, was a, that was a moment where it was like trying to be too jokey mm. bit them in the ass. Because it was like Fury, he's already told this story about like in the previous Avengers about, you know, you know, uh, the last time he trusted somebody he lost an eye. He said that in Captain America actually. Mm. You know, that... that that's a great. That's a great line for it to not just. It would have been way cooler if it was like a scroll, like you know, what I'm saying? It was like a scroll, yeah. like a scroll who he thought was like a human that he trusted and he cared about, and they were on yeah. his team and shit like that. And they like, you know, what I'm saying he's like, I know, I know this person. They would never do this, and they turned out to be like an evil ass scroll or something. Mm-hmm. And they like hit him in the eye or something. That would have been cool. But to just he's like petting a fucking alien they, cat. Yeah, they just chalked it up to a fucking cat. It bro. was like that's too jokey for me, bro. Like I, I get it, but no, bro, no. No, I, I, no, and I get that the cat was like some fucking creature, but that doesn't that doesn't make it less you know not fucking lame. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I, I had completely forgot about that part honestly, but yeah. Now that you bring it up, you're right. You tried to burn it from your memory. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't as great. So as, that's what I'm like, saying. Like when I yeah. see them get like mixed reviews, and it's like. They they took big swings because sometimes you can get mixed reviews and it's like okay the movie was shit but right. sometimes like you know sometimes you get mixed reviews and it's like because you just did something that they didn't expect you know what I'm saying I feel mm-hmm. like Marvel has earned that too at this point like where they don't even have to like 
they can take big swings in this universe now. Like I, like I said, we talked about going back, going back to Spider Man. Everybody loved that movie, but I think it took big swings. It did things that we didn't expect, and it took big swings. Doctor Strange, I feel like it took big swings. It did things that we didn't expect, and some people, you know, some people like it, some people didn't. It's a, it's a, it's a something that we can debate about. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think that's good. You know, I think that's good for the universe, and that means they're trying new things. Like the fact that you know Doctor Strange was kind of like their first foray into like horror because they promised you know. Doctor Strange 2 would be... I remember when they originally, like, pitched that movie and they were, like, you know, they were pissed to the audience. I'm going to say, I said pitched it like I was in the room with them. But, like, <laughs> like I remember when, like, they announced that and they were, like, you know, you know Scott Derrickson at the time, he was going to be the director and they were, like, it's going to be the first Marvel horror movie. And hearing that, I was, like, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, they ain't going to fucking put no horror elements and it's going to be, like, not even scary at all. They were just jump scares and that's going to be it. And... It wasn't that they they first of all like, bringing in Sam Raimi was like the best thing ever because he comes from that world. I mean, superhero world too, obviously, it's fucking Spider Man trilogy. But to do the Ash versus the Evil Dead series and bring a lot of those horror elements into Doctor Strange, you know, into into the way Wanda moved, into the, you know certain visual effects and you know like certain kills and stuff like that. Like that, it, it, they were able to create and it like a new genre. Like it was because it's an adventure movie, but it had like a whole bunch of horror elements. It was basically an adventure horror. And I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. I don't think anybody's. I mean, maybe maybe somebody else could look it up or some shit like that. And maybe they got one that I never heard <laughs> about. But like, I've never seen a movie. It's like this is an adventure movie, but it's horror. Right. Like it's either just horror, you know. You have it's in that realm. It's like, but this is an adventure superhero movie. It's also like horror, you know. Let me ask real quick since we're talking about the did uh that eyeball in the middle of his forehead oh, sorry, get um, better? Oh wait, say that one more time. Did the eyeball in the middle of Doctor Strange's uh, forehead did that get any better, or was the CGI and that's little shit? Oh, did they did they update it or something mm. like that? Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. It wasn't a lot of people like complaining about it like it was with the Spider Man thing where they went back and like touched some things up. Right. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I know you was like, oh, the eye looked like oh, shit. That eye <laughs> looked like straight shit, yeah. dog. Like from the moment I saw it, I was like, oh. Like, yeah, bro, like, <laughs> yeah. we're in a moment. No, it, it, Dr. Strange, I'm one of the people that was a little indifferent with it. Like, it was, my highest score for it was, like, a 7. So, I mean, but again, each throw, right? And so, like, in the same way that it was Adventure Horror, they're saying this one, it's, like, it's, it, it's, it's weird because it's, like, between the Thor characters, it's, it's, it's almost, like, romantic comedy. Mm. And then you've got, like, this darker story going on with gore. And the gods, and you know, killing all the gods. Which uh, I said, the new trailer for the movie, like, there are a lot more gods in this movie than like we thought. Yeah, originally, yeah. We thought, yeah, originally. yeah I, I saw that last trailer that came out too, and I didn't realize there was that many more. Yeah, then they were like all teaming up and stuff. Like, yeah, we yeah. see that at some point in the movie four is gonna get uh, Zeus's bolt. Try to use it against. I'm, I'm excited for the movie. Look. Yeah, I want to see what that's like. What, what is what is that gonna? You know what I mean, does his lightning change? Does it not? I I like, you know, I like Tyga's. Uh, I like Tyga's directing style. I think he made Thor interesting. You know, because I I don't think Thor was very interesting in the MCU prior to that. I, I thought he the first Thor movie was pretty good. They're really good. I like the first Thor movie, and um, you know, the second movie is obviously shit. Um, and I think his appearances in the Avengers movies prior to Infinity War were good, but he was just, you know, it's, even Chris Hemsworth said he was, like, getting bored with the character. He was, like, I'm doing the same thing every time. He's showing up talking kind of like, you know, 
Oh, mighty, and then that's it, you know? Just swing his hammer, same old, same old. Power scaling-wise, that shit didn't make any sense. Fucking Avengers 1, like, he... After the first Avenger movie, mm-hmm. his power just didn't seem like... Oh, my God, yeah. Like, the power scaling, he was, like, he was, like, way weaker than Hulk. Like It's it, funny it, you bring that up. It's funny you bring that up, because I literally saw that scene today where, like, the... I'm so sorry about TikTok, and it was, like, showing the scene of... The pilot is shooting at Hulk. Like yeah. He's fighting Thor. And the pilots are shooting at Hulk. And the Hulk jumps out and like rips the pilot out. Of that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the bravest fucking dude in the MCU. They got to bring him back. Like <laughs> the pilot. Yeah. It'd be funny if they said like the pilot was somebody. Like yeah. That'd be funny as fuck. Cool retcon. But like, uh, yeah, he's like shooting the bullets. And it's funny you bring it up. Fucking Thor. You look, go back and look at that scene. When he starts shooting, Thor gets down. Like he's like, oh no. Like you got to get down like dodge the bullets. Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the power like, scaling didn't make any fucking sense in yeah, there, bro. No. It didn't make any fucking sense. It was, like, all over the place. Like, he, all of a sudden, when he goes to the fucking, uh, to, damn, to the war world, the, the, damn it, where Hulk was, like, Sakaar. Sakaar, there we go. He goes to fucking Sakaar, and all of a sudden, now, his, his power scaling is a little more upward. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, they're in the gladiator thing, and him versus Hulk, and he's actually doing really good against well, Hulk. Even, like, even, even from, let's, let's, let's blame Avengers for that, though. Because even before Avengers, Thor seemed stronger than that. Like in Thor one, yeah. Like when he used to, and he faced the Destroyer, he went yeah, that too, and faced Loki and shit like that on the Bifrost. He seemed way stronger. He didn't seem like some dude who be dodging no aircraft bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, right. It didn't, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. His, his power scaling. I was I was a little disappointed in the first Avengers movie. But you're still excited for Thor: Love and Thunder, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely still going to see it. I'm hoping the critics are wrong. You know what I mean? Because the first time I've heard that, honestly. But again, I wasn't really looking into. What the fuck is people saying anyways, but I hope I don't feel the same. I really don't. Because I I like I like Thor Ragnarok, you know what I mean? And I liked him in Infinity War, I liked him in Endgame and shit, you know what I mean? So I don't see why I wouldn't like him here. But I, yeah, I just really hope it's not like an awkward transition between straight comedy to the straight death and it's just like and if it is, I hope it's not awkward. I hope it's done well. I hope it's done to the point where it's just like, oh shit, you know? Shock value, but like good shock value. You know what I mean? Like in a way where I can sit here and be like, it's a good fucking movie, you know? Yeah, I hope I hope I hope I end up disagreeing with the critics as well. Um, I definitely hope it's I hope it's one of those things where it's like it's a big it's a big swing. So, just going back to the trailer real quick, you you saw uh, uh, Natalie Portman's her Thor, how she like was able to like shotgun Mjolnir. No, what is that? You didn't see that shit. You talking about it broken to pieces? Yeah, yeah, she, I did see that. She really can like shoot it into the, into the pieces and then bring it right back. Yeah, that shit was dope I as did fuck. See that part? Yeah, 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 awesome. yeah. That is awesome. That was cool as fuck. Way to take a. We had to take an L and turn it into a fucking W, right? You know what I mean? Because it was already cracked and shit all over the place. Yeah, that was, was cool, cool as fuck. I hope we get, like, a good story as to how the fuck she got the hammer. Well, I think that the... Well, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. I think if they even show the backstory. I'm pretty sure that if she has, the, you know, she has cancer in this. Because um, I saw something, um, some synopsis where they were saying, like, she's dealing with this, like, great battle or something like that. Like, a, a personal, great personal battle. Ah, damn, that sucks. Well... Yeah. I mean, you couldn't do the story without the cancer. Yeah. We talked about that before. Like, I don't, I don't, I, me personally, I don't think you could do the storyline without the cancer. Right. Take like the, one of the central parts of that story and just take it out like that would be like, no. Yeah, because it's, it's it's symbolic. It'd be you know like I mean? it'd be like doing. I mean, this is how fuck up. But it'd be like doing Batman without like killing the parents. It's like this dude had his parents the whole his whole life. You telling me he's Batman? Come on, <laughs> stop this shit. Like, stop this shit. Yeah. No, but I, I get it. It's symbolic. You need it because then it's just like it's an uphill battle for her. You know what I mean? And, and I guess I, I didn't read a lot of those Thor comic books, but I'm assuming that like it's her, you know, uh, 
strength and overcoming the, you know those those issues. The adversity or, of it, right? Or, or being able to deal with that fight. I don't want to say overcoming those issues. It's not something that's not something that you could just easily overcome. I don't want to make it sound like that. But just to say that she has that level of fight in her, I think that made her worthy. You know, right? And that she's willing to do anything to you know to survive or whatever. But yeah, I like it. And I, I hope that they keep the whole. Um, wasn't it like she got worse when she transformed or something like that? Yeah, it made it like if, if, when she would go back to her human self after transforming into her Thor form, it would like progress the cancer like immensely. Like, right. it and would it, go, make it go people, way faster and more aggressive. Like, people have, like some eagle eyed fans have said, like, if you look at all like the trailers, all the promotion, like she always has her armor on. Right. Like, so maybe it's like a thing where like if she transforms back, like, she, we'll see what she really looks like. And- yeah. It'll progress whatever it is that. Which that I'm sure that would be like a super emotional fucking like roller coaster of a scene that I think is gonna be good. So I'm just excited to see. Them. Yeah, because I mean, you, the way Thor talks, it, it almost seems like him and her separating wasn't his choice. You know what I mean? Like he misses her and shit, you know? Because they yeah. asked him how long they've been separated. Motherfucker told her to the last second. Oh yeah. He was like, oh, like, like seven years, fifty-four days, five weeks, and like. Right, my boy. But you know, people say that could be because of the blip too. But there was a part in some other movie where he said that they weren't together anymore, that they broke up. That is true. Yeah, I he did mention that they broke up. It might have been. It might have been. Somebody mentioned her. Somebody said something about her, and he was like, no, we broke up. or something. Some along the line were indicated where they were no longer together by choice. Yes. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's true. But still. The blip might have added but some I, shit I just to mean, it. I just mean, like, when I bring up the blip, I just mean to say, like, she thought it was two years. So it could still be oh. two years. Okay, it could be two years. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Didn't even think about it that way. But what we got next on the list, man? So I'm excited for Thor. But we moving on to the boys. The boys, hell yeah. The boys. Predictions. <laughs> predictions. 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 For, for now. I'm super excited. First of all, let's talk about the last episode. For, 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 before we get to predictions, let's talk about the last episode. Like, let's just get right to the shits. What did you think about that reveal? Like, there's... I don't think we've... I suspected it kind of already. Really? Yeah, but not... not I suspected it, but not in the sense of, like, of, of him being his actual father. I suspected it of it being, like, like a clone. Oh. I thought they were taking a clone route. Because, for spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't read the boys' comics, Homelander actually has a clone, right? right and it's like, Black yeah. Norse. So I thought they were taking the idea of cloning and maybe twisting it and making it where Homelander is a clone of Soldier Boy. You see what I'm saying? But, like, obviously tweaked and shit because he can fly and he's got laser out of his eyes. Right, right. A little bit stronger, too, than Soldier Boy. That's that's where I thought it was going with this. And I thought that's why Homelander seemed like he was so fearful the whole season when he found out Soldier Boy was alive. Just turns out that he was, like, afraid of fighting him, right? And he was afraid that this guy might actually be able to beat him or take the spotlight away from him again, right? But that that's that's where my mind went originally, was, like, there's got to be a clone. There's got to be a clone. He was made up of a clump of fucking Soldier Boy's, like, hair or some shit. Because they kept saying Homelander was a tested baby. So that's why I was, that's where I was going with it, with the whole clone thing. Right. That's why he was afraid of him coming back. He probably knew he was a clone. Right? And then, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it turns out he has an actual baby, not a clone. Yeah, he's an he actual kid. An actual baby, not a yeah. clone. Yeah. he is the soldier boy's son. Yeah. Which is fucking, that, that shit blew my mind. I did not see that no. coming whatsoever. Like, I, I figured, I figured, like, once he was talking to, um, was it, what was his name? Mesmer? Is that his name? The the guy that can sit here and put people in illusions with his yeah. eyes, right? Is that yeah. his name? Mesmer? I, I think it was Mesmer. Shit like that. When he's talking to him and he's like, you know, he's like, what? You know, he's telling him the secret, like why they why they turned on him mm-hmm. and shit. And at that point, I was like, well, you know, probably Vought probably had something to do with placing him. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you gotta expect that because Edgar was there. Right, right, right. And then he also plus if you connect if you connect the scene with Black Noir and he's having like the cartoon dream mm. and you see him like you know getting you see the actual fight scene where they try to take down Soldier Boy and you connect that scene to the scene at the beginning of the season. You see the beginning of that conversation actually where he's telling him. You know, it's a go-ahead or whatever. They got. He's telling him. You see the young Edgar tell him they've got this new kid or whatever. You don't know necessarily. You see him telling him about Homeland, but you don't necessarily know why. But then you connect to the other scene, and you're like, oh shit, this is why. So he's telling him because they're going to replace uh, Soldier Boy, and this whole operation here was just simply to get him in this place. But see, that that begs the question, though. Like at least you know, I'm sure you thought about it too, and others too that seen the episode. Why the Russians? Why give him to the Russians? Why not come up with a way to actually kill Soldier Boy? Why just sell him out to the Russians? They didn't have one. You think the Russians, like, could... What do you think the Russians, like, assured them that he'd never get out? Or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why not just lock this motherfucker up on ice the same way the Russians did in the vault basement? See what I'm saying? Why go out of the way to send him to Russia? Why go out of the way to have the Russians come and take him? I don't know. See what I'm saying? Right? And then who's Homelander's mama? You know what some, I mean? You think it's just some random, just a random lady? Yeah. You think so? Because, I mean, he was a test tube baby and three episodes ago we could have assumed he was just a random clump of cells. Now he's got a daddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that they likely just had some lady, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, had, just, just similar to, because I've seen people say, like, maybe his mother is like a superpower person. Mm. I, I've seen that theory. But, like, it, it it could be true. It could very well be true. I'm not saying it's not true, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be true to explain Homelander. Because like Ryan, right? Mm. His mother is human, and it's being hinted that Ryan, when he's getting older, is going to be stronger than Homelander, and that's just purely just from genetics from Homelander. So, home, Homelander being stronger than Soldier Boy doesn't necessarily mean he has another superhuman pair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he could. It could just be like a lady that they paid to like, hey, take this, take this sperm and have this baby. You know, and we'll give you like however much money to go away or whatever. I hope it's deeper than that. You know, with some something, some weird reveal. Like it's, oh, this is, I don't know. They just had the I am your father. They just had the, <laughs> they just had the Darth Vader moment. You didn't need another one. That'd be a little. Is they be kind of overkill? This show loves overkill though. That's true. This show loves overkill though. That's like, true. But I don't know home, him being him being home with his daddy. Was all that's already like Whoa. yeah that was out that was over the fucking top Ooh. the way he called him too he was just saying the way he explained it yeah. what he say he said someone took a piece of his meat pack or something and put it in the tube or something he said some weird shit no, he, said, like, he, said, he said he said I nutted in a cup no then he said that afterward he was like I nutted in a cup like yeah, after like, he came up with some weird fucking like analogy to explain to his, oh no he to was no he was talking about he was talking about the lady I think he because he was looking at the magazine right like, yeah yeah okay so he was he explaining was, like the magazine <laughs> and he was like June. 19. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like, ah, yeah, nothing in the cup, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know, the fucking part that's bitching about this entire thing is I would have gave you the spotlight anyway. Yeah, that was man doesn't want to see his sunshine. Like, oh, oh shit. But predictions for the next episode. I think they're going to have this fake little team up and one or both of them are planning on turning on each other. Mm. I, I'm agree with you. I think it's both. Yeah. I think both of them are planning on turning each other. I think Soldier Boy doesn't want to share the spotlight. I think he's going to take back his position. Yeah, I think he's too angry about what the fuck yeah. happened to him. I, yeah, like, I think he wants everything that was taken back from him. Yeah. Um, like I said, man, this is a wild one. 
I think it's a, it's, it's it's a wild one, and I could be off here, but I I really do think that there is a strong chance that Homelander bites it. I think Homelander could die. You think so? I think Homelander could die. Is this is this next episode the last one? Yeah, finale. Finale. And I think the reason that I think it is because like like I said, I don't know how much more you can do. You know, like they're building up to him like ragey out and going out fucking crazy. But if he rages out and go crazy, you can't do that for a whole season. Like, he, if this dude was raging out and just like heat vision everybody for a whole season, the whole world would be destroyed. Like, so once it's up, it's got to be up. You know what I'm saying? Like, once he goes crazy, everybody got to be everybody versus homeland. That got to be like our big conclusion or whatever. Now, if he fucking loses his mind, and like plus like Starlight's made him like you know, you know, look all crazy and shit like that. Maybe like Homelander takes an opportunity. You know, kills him in front of. I said, "That's him." Mm-hmm. Soldier boy. So soldier boy takes an opportunity, kills Homelander in front of everybody, and you know, maybe does the whole Vot spin. You know, they it was framing. They it was Vot was doing these terroristic acts, and I came back to stop them and you know bring superheroes back to the heyday or some crazy shit like that. Right. And he sells it to the people or something like that. That would be fucking crazy. No, I I, I disagree. I think Homelander could be a villain still for next season. I just. If he loses his shit, I don't... Which, again, he's progressively losing his shit. Right. I don't think it's going to be just one giant rage out. I think he's going to finally give in to the part of him wanting to, like, rule the world or the country or whatever. Alright. You see what I'm saying? Like, go, like, a more diabolical kind of route. You know, you know what? what? Maybe maybe I could see it, because uh, I think you said this off mic. You said you another theory you had, you think that this is the, the temp V. You said the only way to solve it, maybe, is to give him the real V. Yeah. If that's the case... And you have more people who could kill Homelander, like mm. Butcher, and like uh, Soldier Boy. Maybe that puts him in a position where he's got to play defense, or he's got to play defense. He's got to play off. He's got to play defense to play offense. You right. know what I'm saying? Like he's got to be on the defensive so he can get back at these guys. Maybe there's a scenario there where that could happen. Right. You know, and I, I, I don't see, see Homelander being the main villain if he's still alive next season. Like if your predictions go wrong. I don't see him being the only villain, you know what I mean? Or the only, like, thing, obstacle they got to go through. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, if he does survive this, which I, I'm thinking he, he will. Kind of hoping he does. But if he, if he, let's say he does, right? I don't see him being the only bad guy next season. Like, if he, like, I'm not going to lie, you're kind of convincing me now. Because I was kind of against it. I was like, man, I kind of want this to be the end. I want to see, like, a, some kind of conclusion to him and Butcher's relationship. But you're kind of convincing me now. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about it. My, the wheels are spinning in my head and I'm seeing him as, like, in some secret fucking hideout, like trying to be, trying to be the ultimate, like cliche supervillain. Right. Cause like he is like um, the ultimate, you know, like he's right. the ultimate fucking cliche superhero in everybody's eyes. He's like, if I can't, they can't love me, they'll hate me. And for, I think you could do that same thing as far as him being cliche and cheesy, but make him a fucking villain. And that shit could be both funny and scary at the same time. He's already so, fucking scary during his evil moments. Right, right, right. But imagine you know, somebody who doesn't yeah. have to hide the fact that they don't... It's scary. Yeah, anybody, yeah. You know? Fucking has his nervous breakdown and realizes that Stormfront was right. Or somebody level, you know what I mean? Somebody got Oh, die. yeah, there's gotta, be, there's gotta be some emotional toll. Somebody gotta So who, 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 who do you say is most likely to kick it, to kick the bucket? And who would you say is least likely? Okay, so most likely... Right, so we're talking okay, just from the cat. Right. So, most likely, not okay, everybody. I want you to know, I'm not saying I want this person to die, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, right? we're not saying that no, because saying that. I, I like the whole cast, Absolutely. you know what I mean? In a perfect world, they read good stories and no one has to die except for other people, right? No, nobody, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but back, back to what I'm saying, right? So, 
We talked about it off mic. I think the biggest impact on the team, on like Team Huey, I think would be I would be Mother's Milk, dog. Oh then, my god! I, I don't, don't want him to die. I don't want when him I to die. I tell you, I'll throw some shit through my TV. I feel like if anybody is gonna die from that team, it would probably be him. And that was we talked about it, but there's a couple of other points I was kind of like, I, I I forgot to mention earlier, right? So some of the points, the first the points that I did give to you first earlier, right? Mother's Milk and Butcher had like those those like. That heartfelt moment where Butcher was basically telling him, "Look, I'm the douchebag of the team, but you're the heart. You're the piece. You're the piece that keeps everybody together." And then they had that moment where Butcher told him about how he interviewed everybody that was part of MM's like unit back when he was in the military, right? Right. And he was like, "Everybody there told us that you would sit here and take the brunt of everything. You know, like you were the heart. You would keep everybody together. You were the sticky shit that kept everything in place, right? That's a heart to heart. That was that that just like." That let everybody know, let that kind of just like it was like an on screen message to everybody. Everybody likes MM, you know what I mean? Everybody needs MM, you know what I mean? Yeah, where like, but at, what does MM need? You know, I'm not trying to control, but it's like that's I think that's a part of the story too because he even says, like, he even tells him after that conversation where after he sees like what you has powers, right? He's in 10 feet, he's like, you know, you can and he, and can, we, can, uh, can we go get hurt and all that stuff. He's like, you forget about me holding the team together, all that shit is done because. He sees that Butcher's gone before, like, he's gone further than, any, he doesn't care about M.M. anymore. He doesn't care about his friends anymore, so M.M. can't, like, there's nothing for him to hold together in his mind. Plus, it's like, there's like a meta conversation, like, happening with M.M. that I, I'm seeing, like, I feel like, because he even made the whole comment about, like, um, him always having to hold his anger as a black man and contain himself and always be on point and never lose, can lose control, he can't wig out like everybody else. Right. He's like, because, you know, you motherfuckers can go crazy. You can go, you know, down a spiral path. You just lost your way for a little bit. But if you lose control, if you lose control, it could be considered the end of the whole fucking world. And I think, like, I want to see, I feel like to kill him, to go back to your point, to kill him and that be the thing that, like, either A, like, brings the team together in a kind of way, or B, pushes them, I don't think you can push them further apart. So it would have to be to bring them closer together. I think this show, I don't think this show would do that. Because I think that's the kind of message they've been fighting against. You know, the magical black dude. We would say, you know, bleep, bleep this out, but whatever. You know, there's this old saying um, for, for black people in film, you know, the magical Negro. Where it's like, there's this character, and he's friends with the white main character. And, like, he always gives the white main character great advice. And he's a person you can count on and lean on. But nobody really gives a fuck about him. And his person and the shit that he's going through. But it's just like he's there to like make the white main character feel better, make him feel better about the decisions that he makes, talk him through trauma, and like, you know what I'm saying? And you look, I mean, I mean, I can give you a few, you know, I mean, we could start with MM, I can go to Devil from Arrow, you know, that's he's, he's essentially that for eight seasons. All right. You know, and there's there's countless other characters throughout, you know, time immemorial, but that's just to say, I just think that this show was trying to make a statement with MM when he was like, fuck this, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fuck, you know, fuck this. I gotta, I gotta be the calm one. I gotta keep everybody together all the time. What about me? Motherfuckers threw a car at my grandfather, and y'all just, we gotta catch, we gotta catch Homeland. So it's all about your trauma. So I would hope that they don't fuck MM like that. I would hope that they continue with that messaging. Because it was important to me for him to say those words. I thought it was. So I hope that they don't backtrack on that. That's just how I feel about it. All right. But I'm, other again, than that, back though, to my point. Other than right? the, like, other than the point, like, again, I wasn't hoping he dies. I'll just right. make that clear again. This is back to the point. Yeah, I wasn't saying that. Yeah, you, yeah, you were trying to create that. Right, back to so right, back to one of my other points. Right, uh, don't get me wrong. I understand that your message is extremely important. Right, I'm sure if you caught it. A lot of other people caught it too. Absolutely. Right? So, 
But back again, once again, guys, not that I'm choosing for him to die. Yeah, you know I mean, if I had a choice, it'd be somebody completely different. But but you see, that's you know, yeah, I've seen think. things that I assume are right. signs, right? He was so ready to die to try to, to, try to fight Soldier Boy, our hero, guys. Like he was ready, he put a setup. He was ready to die because he knew he wasn't going to win that fight. Right. He knew he had no chance. He had nothing on him at all that was actually going to hurt Soldier Boy. But he still put his fisticuffs up and was ready to fight him. Butcher had to save his life. And then he attacked Butcher. You see what I'm saying? So, like, it kind of just seems like... But he did, like... He did come to his senses toward the end when everybody was hurt and he needed to, you know... Yeah, but that was that. That was way after the fact. Absolutely. That was way after. He was knocked out, like, after half that fight with uh, with Homelander. Homelander, Soldier Boy, Huey, and Butcher. Right. You see what I'm saying? But, like, had he been awake, would he have, like, survived that? Had he jumped in the middle of all that? You know what I mean? That's a good point. You see what I'm saying? Whereas, like... So, his few moments have seemed like he was, like... It, it kind of seems like he's... Like not not declining as a character. I don't want to say that, but like, life just seems like it really it's really like shitty. You see what I'm saying? Like, well, because he can't get past that trauma. He can't get past that trauma. His OCD's coming back. His relationship with his daughter is being strained. You see what I'm saying? His relationship with his team is being strained. You see what I'm saying? Like he he was literally just about to like jump into a suicide fight. You see what I'm saying? You're right. And so that that's what that's what I'm saying. Where I'm, I'm just seeing maybe I'm just seeing shit that's not there, but foreshadowing clues that if somebody from the cast does that, it might be it. Because Frenchie and, Frenchie and uh, Kimiko, they had their moment where they looked like they were going to die. Kimiko came back to her. She came through, like, gangster as shit. Right. And, and then what... fought through all her pain and then managed to save herself, Frenchie, and that, that drug addict girl. But that's why, like, but because, like you mentioned, like, all the foreshadowing, I think that's why it would be kind of cooler if they didn't do it. Because it's like, because the, the, then you're kind of telegraphing your moves at that point. It's like, we saw that coming. You've been setting this up. Like, he, my, my guy's been emotionally damaged the whole season. And he's going through with his family, right. the daughter. The daughter doesn't see him the same way. For them to not resolve all that and then just to kill M.M., I'd be so, so disappointed. What if M.M. dies accomplishing his goal? What, killing Soldier Boy? Killing Soldier Boy. Man, that would still be a sad, sad ending for for M.M. I just and I still would feel a way about it because I wouldn't feel like they gave him enough to do this season. I would still feel a way about it personally, but I don't know. It could it could come off and it could come off cool. I could you know some some sacrificial shit where he kills Soldier Boy and himself. Right. That could be maybe something. But I feel like you know because it's seeming like you know, he could be one of the prisoners. And they, like you just said, we already seen Frenchie have his brush with death, so you feel like it's not him. But me personally, to answer my own question. I think the two people who I feel like most likely to die in the finale, um, on the hero side, I'll start with the hero side. I, already, yeah. I think I already said that. Yeah, we can we talk about talk it. Talk Homeland. Yeah. Um, on the hero side, I feel like Starlight could potentially die. I feel like she could potentially bite it, and I feel like Frenchie could potentially bite it. One, because, well, Starlight, she's like, she's she sticks out like a sore thumb in this series. Not, not in a bad way. But then, like, she's, like, the, the the one with the good heart. And even though she's been corrupted over time, even that, it's become too much for her. She's, like, the hopeful hero yeah, that just, the, like, didn't realize that reality wasn't what she thought, right? Right, yeah, right. So right. then, like, she's, like, fuck it, I'm going to be this good person. I don't give a damn if y'all kill me for it. And then that, that's some foreshadowing there. Maybe less than the MM thing, but some good foreshadowing for her eventual demise. Because she can't she exist in this world where everyone is kind of has their own agenda. And everyone is kind of, like, everyone is kind of bad. At this point, and I think she's even seen that. It's not like we got, we've gotten, we've gone past hero versus villain into this is a personal war between these people now, and everybody else is caught up in the middle. Like, so I think she's one of the few people to see that. So to kill her would be impactful. And then, plus, to you know, Huey, his storyline has been like, 
not that I would, not that I would, not that I'm trying to say kill her to service Huey storyline, but just to say like he's been like, oh, I'm protect you this whole season. I'm gonna protect you. I gotta be the one to save you this time. To still to have to to take on these these crazy powers and to basically put a strain and potentially into your relationship with this girl for to still lose her, proving her point that it's not this that's gonna help you save her. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of poetic too. That would be kind of poetic too. And then you know snuff out that last real real like you know no pun intended in the world but uh, my second person my, my second you meant that was full pun intended I really didn't yeah, I really right, didn't second point it's the second one I would, I would say I think it's Frenchie because you wouldn't expect it because his life has already been in like great danger this season but you think about it no it wasn't like he was tied up and he was you know being forced to choose between one woman they formerly loved and the woman he currently loved and it's interesting, you know, Kimiko, she just took on these powers again because she wants to, like, protect, be able to protect Frenchie. And I think, even though he, he welcomes that protection, although M.M. has kind of been the heart of the team, I feel like they've set up Frenchie to kind of be, like, the heart, in a sense. Because he's the one who was, like, all through, he, although he went through all that shit, even though, like, I thought, I was like, you can't go back to help Butcher after this shit. And he's like, we got to save the boys. You know, like, he's kind of been, like, the one to, like, to, to stay steady. Even if he's, like, you know, dabbling some drugs or whatever, like, he's still, like, going to be Frenchy and still going to show up. So, I think to kill him would be fucking wild. It'd be fucking wild. It would, it would have everybody, like, stunned. But I still, I think Starlight maybe even more so. I think Starlight maybe even more so would have people like, oh, shit, what the fuck? All right. I guess we'll see Friday. We're going to see. We're going to see. But right. Before we jump to the next topic, though, I, I completely... Nah, we got Stranger Things, my boy. Oh, shit. Yeah, before we jump into the next topic, <laughs> I, I completely forgot to ask. So how did you feel about A-Train surviving? I was upset until I saw that he had fucking Blue Hawks. Uh, you saw how, like, like ah, karma, right? <laughs> you fucking bitch, you got that stinky motherfucker's heart in your chest. And, ah. and it's public. She said that's how they were going to announce it, was that they were such close friends that when he died, they decided to give him his heart. So now his people, the same people that he, they from his community that he was, like, swearing he was, like, against Blue Hawk for because of all the racist yeah. bullshit. Now they know. Now the media spun it in a way where it's going to sound like, nah, this is bullshit. He brought that guy over here because they were friends and he wanted to I still alleviate want, his reputation. I still want A-Train to die. Like, I know a lot of people. Oh, no, definitely. Like, he definitely deserves to like, die. Oh, A-Train, you know, he's good. Well, you get to cry one time at a fucking or- yeah, orgy. Yeah. You cry apologize one time at an orgy you think all your sins are forgiven. Get the fuck Ooh, out of here. Your, your fucking brother got pissed. Yeah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. I feel bad for the brother, not you. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. He, the A-Train, A-Train needed to die from the first 10 seconds of the goddamn series. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the wheels to pop off the A-Train. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and uh, one more one more thing before, regarding the boys, right? So, Starlight said that she saw notes that said that uh, taking too many dosages was a temporary V, right? Yeah, shit, fuck up your whole head. Will kill you, right? Yeah. What do you think their solution is for that? I know we talked we about talk, it off mic. But we, what, no, we talked about it. We mic. talked about it a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I brought it up real quick. I just I said it real fast. Well, you, I brought up what you said, but you can go ahead into it. We were saying like that, v, that be v. v could actually be the answer to, yeah. to the, the fuck up, right? And then they would be, which I said that could be interesting fourth season because it would make them soups for right, real. Right, and right, it, right, we, right. now we soup versus soups. Soup versus soup. A soup war. That'd definitely be like right out of the comics though. Because in the comics, the boys actually all have Vault in their system. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
They're all superpowered. It's just none of them are on the level of Homelander. It's just strong enough for them to be able to keep up with other heroes. Ah. You see what I'm saying? So that's why he's still a problem because he's still like Superman to their like Aquaman strength. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. But, <laughs> it's funny. I just I was thinking about like I was watching Brave and the Bull this weekend. And he'd be fucking, man, Aquaman, is, that's like one of the best versions of Aquaman. But like, Aquaman would be hitting motherfuckers with them bold outrageous. Bam, 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 outrageous. And, and, then, and then like, like that's one of my favorite Aquaman's, dog. Like, I can't even lie. I'm thinking about, he's like punching motherfuckers and shit, like super hard. He got super straight from that show. And it made me think about like the, the New 52 Justice League. Yeah. I never, I'll never forgive Jeff Johns for having Aquaman punch Superman in the face. And send him flying. You out your fucking mind, Jeff Johns. I'll never forget that shit. That was crazy. But it, it, there was one punch. Don't let it, don't let it get to your head. Superman will never <laughs> lose the Aquaman. Never. 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 <laughs> then he can have a whole bunch of kryptonite fish. It never worked. It never worked. We, we get it, bro. You got, like, posters and trying. I ain't got no posters. Here you go. Underwear I ain't Superman, no, bro. I got your respect. I just got to respect for Superman. He ain't going to have Aquaman. But that was during the time they were talking about Aquaman more cool, more edgy. It's like, it's like you know, the, the Brave and the Bull kind of got it. It's like, Aquaman can be cool without being edgy. Like, he can be Aquaman and be cool. That's why, that's that's kind of like, that whole show like really shows you like, the greatness of the Silver Age. Like, don't get me wrong, the modern age is amazing. I think comic books now are, are great. I think comic books, you know, when, when we were growing up were great. But, um, you look at the Silver Age, you really see how, like, fruitful that was because it's like, they had these superheroes just be superheroes. Like, be, they didn't have to be, like, you know, have an edgy backstory. Not as an edgy backstory, but just, like, an edge to them or being anti-heroes. Like, they were just heroes, and then you could tell, like, really good stories still, like, with them. You know what I'm saying? That show, like, really proves that. Like, by having Aquaman, it's just, like, making puns and, like, actually, like, summoning, like, dolphins and shit, like... And they has this bright ass costume, and as I says, all the rages all the time. But it's still fucking dope. Like that show proves that. But continuing on, I think we on to <laughs> Stranger, Stranger Things now. Yeah, that, that was just like a person. That was a perfect uh, transition there. Cause we're continuing on to some Stranger Things. Yeah. Full pun intended. Full pun intended. I, I don't know if y'all noticed, bro. This whole fucking episode, he's been saying no pun intended, but you know this motherfucker got that shit written in the back of his head. I didn't know. Like, I'm looking at that shit Hell, right now. He got that he shit written that down. Shit. <laughs> he playing and rehearsed this shit. I, I just know. need y'all to know. I did not. Who the fuck got nine no pun intended in the room? Exactly. A motherfucker with some puns. Yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. <laughs> I got some puns, dude. All right, all right. Back to the strange thing. Go ahead, right? take us on the strange thing. Well, well, explain something to me, because I thought this shit was over, man. Explain that to me. <laughs> I don't know who made that choice, but I'm glad they made it because if they ended it where they ended it now, it would have been a major cliffhanger, though. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Are you, are you ever going to jump into this series? You, you can just explain these last, uh, what is it? There were, there were two, two episodes? episodes the last two episodes. Only yeah. two episodes? And them shit were so long. Yeah, they were long as shit. They naturally would have been like a couple episodes each, right? Okay. But I I saw what you saw originally, where yeah, like online that season four was the end. Right. But seeing this, and then I googled it after I actually saw the last half of the you know season four volume two. I apparently season five has been been you know greenlit. It's just they obviously don't have a release date or anything along that line. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they they would have to. There's no way they didn't even beat the bega. He he still they they beat him in this adventure, but he's still alive. He's still out there, and he's still in some aspects succeeded in what it is he wanted to do. And I don't and. I say aspect because not all the conditions were met for him to succeed, but he's like 98% there, basically. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't want to ruin too much because I know you're into it and shit, but it it was phenomenal. It was fucking great. One of the side characters, 
I'm not going to say who again, had like this really fucking raw moment where homie was sitting here in the upside down world. And he was just sitting here on, on the fucking bass, the guitar, just going ham. He was playing uh, Metallica, I think Obey Your Master. I think that was the name of the song. Uh, no, sorry, Master of Puppets was the name of the song. Holy shit, he was going in, bro. It was, it was, the whole point was he was going to distract like the bat-like creatures, right? That were that were protecting the main bad guy in the upside down world. So him and one of the other kids from the main cast, right? Uh, forget it's Dustin is his name in the show. I don't actually know the actor's real name. Uh, they bring an amp from the other side. They bring it in. They bring a guitar and everything. They're sitting on top of a trailer that has like a little portal to the other world, and they're in there, motherfucker. And he's just going straight on uh, the fucking guitar. That's that scene was so raw, bro. That scene was so raw. But Stranger Things has a way of sitting here and bringing in side characters, making you really, really enjoy them. And it fucking killing them. Oh my gosh, bro. They've been doing that shit since season one. They've been doing that shit since season one. And it's just like, ah, but it fits the story, though. Like, it fits, like, their death fit. It's not like they're unnecessary death. But it's kind of... But it's just like, you motherfuckers. Like, you know how to rip up the heartstrings, you know what I mean? Is it kind of... I hate to say it like this, but is it kind of lazy, too, though? Because you're kind of... You're bringing in these side characters, right? And you're yeah. building them up and making us care about them. So when you kill them, we say, oh, shit, you killed somebody impactful. Cause if you, cause if you, if you just brought the side character in and they were just kind of just there, and then you kill them, we go, man, they ain't fucking kill nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you build them up, you make us like them, but then <laughs> at the same time, you don't have to kill any of the main cast. Yeah, and and that's that's essentially, that's essentially what it is. Because we even from last season to this season, we were under the impression that that the sheriff, right, the main was sheriff, dead, right? was dead. And he alive. I don't and know. He's alive. Yeah. So they, they did essentially do that. And then the other times, from season one to season two, when we thought Elle completely obliterated herself. She was just in the upside down world. She, she survived that one too. And the sheriff was the one that found her in the woods. So like, see what I'm saying? So they, they do that. They do that. But they do it well. They do it well. It's still really great. It doesn't really like deter you from wanting to watch more. It doesn't like sit here and like give a bad taste in your mouth. You're not like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you enjoy it regardless. It's been a while since I watched it. I will watch it. I gotta catch up. I probably have to watch that shit from the beginning to be honest. I would because I don't. I don't fucking remember a lot of it. I wouldn't. It's pretty. It's really good. It's really good. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of like on the edge seat moments for the season for sure. Mm. Yeah. Didn't expect the ending to happen the way it happened because they they succeeded in stopping him. But he's like ninety eight percent there. You know what I mean? Like he's like right at the finish line and they just barely stopped him before they needed to and everything. So. A hey, quick question: Is this villain? Has he has he been the villain like the whole time, essentially? Or yeah, essentially he's been the villain the whole time. So he was in control of the uh, the big creature, the mind flare thing. Yeah, no, 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 not the mind flare, the demogorgon. The the, the, the the little creatures and shit. They're a hive mind, so all of them are connected to one one consciousness. Yeah, so they're they're all hive minds. So. The, the big one that was like standing over the city. Yeah, that was the mind flare, if I remember. Is that the demogorgon? The demogorgons are the smaller ones that look like monsters that? and shit. He's the mind flare. The mind flare is the big black one that's over the city, that's still connected to to Vecna, the current villain. This got the big like uh, legs that yeah, stretched yeah. out across the All city. All of it was him. That's the mind flare. Yeah. Okay, and then there's like there's like one season where he's like in the shadow realm. I seen a picture where he's like you know I said shadow realm, but whatever. The, on the upside down world. Upside down, yeah. He's in the upside down, and then you can see like outside like what a real view of it looked like or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like. The, the entirety of it, right? Because I could tell you the bad guy's goal, right? Without it actually ruining the whole story, right? So, okay, well, stop me, <laughs> stop me when you want me to stop that, right? So, oh, yeah. his whole goal was to always come to the to this world, to the real world, oh, right? Okay. right? So, like everything he's done since the beginning, every all the monsters are a hive mind, so they all they're all linked to him basically. Um, 
So like, yeah, so he'll go basically to open portals into this world, and that's what he's been setting up the whole time. So every season, kind of just like, you don't know, you don't pick it up until the very end of this season when he kind of like goes through his master plan and like literally tells it to like the person he's about to attack. Yeah, and, it, and then it starts to connect because when you're watching the, it, you're the just main, like the main one is uh, Vecna, right? Vecna. Now I want to say something about Vecna. I don't know too much about this show, but I saw this interesting thing earlier, and I wanted to bring it up. There's been this tweet going around. I think it was by the official Netflix Stranger Things account it's saying that Vecna. You know, you see the process of Vecna being uh, made since right. you know Vecna was you no know, zero special effects, all um, you know the prosthetic prosthetics. Like, yeah. That's not true. That it was all prosthetics? That's not true. No. It is a prosthetic suit, but there are visual effects put on top of that to make it, of course, work. Oh, I would assume so. His fucking, in the show, his body piece is moving. Right, shit, but so. tweets tweets like that kind of, and, and what happened was one of the visual effects artists replied to the tweet and was like, so my team, me and my team did no work then? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't erase a person's part in something just because it sounds cooler to say, like, you know, this was uh, this was all real. You know, prosthetics, or this was all uh, what's the term? Uh, shit, I was I was like makeup and shit, like makeup yeah, artists. And but stuff. It's, a, it's like another term for it. But uh, like Star Wars says it a lot because they, they do it. But it's not green screen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Practical. It's all Jesus fucking Christ. I can I couldn't think of practical. <laughs> my God. But uh, I got you know. But practical effects. It's you know to say it's like practical effects and that's like that's like a huge thing. You know, it's really cool like to bring something to life in only practical effects but if it has visual effects to help bring it to life like you can't erase that just to make it make right. it more impressive that the prosthetics were so good because they were good prosthetics yeah but they don't fucking look that good on until you like they don't look as good as they look in the show until yeah, yeah. You get I mean, that visual effects team i don't, so I don't I, think anybody would flat out believe that was just practical so like if you actually watch the show you can actually see the body pieces moving on them and shit like the tentacles and veins and shit on him. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, how, how do you figure that fucking happens? Like, I think somebody, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're watching him move right now. Who's fucking moving that part on him if it's right. not, like, fucking visual effect? Like, right, right. you know, like CGI or whatever. Like, the fuck? You'd be surprised with people, man. But I, I definitely want to take time to, to mention that because I think that's important. I see a lot of, like, uh, misinformation being put out and just not, not just this situation because I don't want to, like, rag on the Stranger Thing Netflix. Like, I'm right. sure it was just like a, you know, I don't think it was a mistake, but it was a, it was a mistake to do it. And I think they know not to do anything like that again. But I see things like this happening where, like, somebody will say, like, for instance, like the Darth Vader thing, right? When people are like, because people don't know how movies and TVs are, TV shows are made. Mm-hmm. And because of that, when they hear certain shit, they make assumptions and they make themselves. And this, listen, listen to this, people. It's an old saying. When you make an assumption, you make an ass out of yourself because... You don't know how films made, so you hear that Darth Vader has three stunt doubles. So you got people, you got little kids. I'm gonna call you little kids. You got little kids online saying, "Oh, Hayden, why did they even bring Hayden Christensen back? He's not even doing anything. He's not even doing anything." Because you don't know how fucking films are made. You think Ben Affleck jumping off for the fucking back plane? You think that's him? No, it's not. You think that's Ben Affleck throwing people around and in the best the, the scene you called the best bat. You know what I'm saying? Not you, but I'm telling the audience. Right. Like, the scene you call the best bat fight ever? You think that's Ben Affleck? No. So you don't know how movies work, so you make these grand assumptions about things, and then you try to criticize a movie company or a movie studio and say, why would you even do this if you're not going to bring the actor in and use him the way he's supposed to be used? You don't even know. If I gave you fucking 
$100 million and say, make this shit how the fuck you make it. You come back with some crayon drawings. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So don't try to tell people that they brought, they were brought back for no reason and all this type of shit. It's a, it's a clear misunderstanding of film and, you know, and the process. And it makes people make these dumbass assumptions. So I, when you say like, I don't, uh, you know, when you said like, I don't think, how could somebody like not know that? But it's, it's a person like sees that tweet and they're like, okay, uh, yeah, it's all practical. And they'll like go spread that misinformation around. And just like with the, because they don't know the process of like, yeah, like when it's a fucking action scene and you need somebody to move in a suit that weighs like a hundred pounds, you need somebody who's trained to do action scenes with that type of material. So yeah, it's not going to be Hayden in the suit for that. A person that doesn't know anything about film wouldn't know that. So you can't come making these assumptions you know, or criticisms rather based on things that you just don't understand. Right. So, but that's it. You know, that's all. I'm but I'm, I'm going to check out the Stranger Things, man, especially now that it's got a season five. Yeah. Especially wow. now that you got, got time. Season. Yeah, I got time. Yeah, you probably got a couple I got time. They said the writing, the writer's room for it doesn't start until August, which means that, you know, that's, that's pre-production. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're not, we're not getting the post-production until, or well, I mean, pre-production actually is, is filming too. Pre-production, post-production is just like after everything that's been mm. filmed and everything. But like, just the writing stage, the scripts have got to be written, taken to Netflix, approved and all that shit. Filming, they're not going to start filming this shit probably until late 2023. Right. You know, so, so you got time. You got time. Yeah, hell of a time. Absolutely. You're going to like it. Time. I yeah, think so. Yeah. I like the first couple. I like the first couple scenes, but I don't know. It could be one of those things too. Like, but you watch it, you enjoy it. But I, I have this fear that it could be like one of those things that I've outgrown. I was younger when it first came out, mm. um, and I was it was it was a little too young for me at that time. I was like, eh, you know, but I liked it. Though. It had yeah. some adult characters and things, and I kind of like it. it was a darker story. Um, but I think maybe you know I've, I've outgrown it now at this point. But I could be wrong. Cause I try, I never spoiler alert, guys. I never fucking watch. You're gonna kill me for this. I never fucking watch Harry Potter, right? And I tried I to go. Either. I tried to go back and watch. Well, yeah, right. We talked about yeah. that. Like I, I wanted to go back. They're gonna, they're, they're just like y'all motherfuckers. Y'all don't even do this podcast anymore until you watch Harry Potter. Watch that's gonna be the comments. Like, fuck like, you, <laughs> fight me, bitch. Fight <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you and Harry Potter. Dumbass show. But, um, you know, I just felt like I tried to watch and I was like, I, I can't. This is like, it's not for me. You yeah. know, it doesn't feel like it's for me anymore. I think I think the first two seasons are still dark enough for you to, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, because it, it's a dark show. The whole series is pretty dark. Okay. You know what I mean? So I, I, think, I think it's still pretty, pretty up there. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Well, that is our time. That is our time. We're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. With what, man? With what? That would have been like that would that would have been like a smooth transition if we had if we had like advertisement yeah. that would have been like a smooth transition to a content commercial. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That would have been so, not like a soap or a fucking cologne or nothing. Now it's just straight condom. <laughs> no, because you said because you said like what you like right you like I said let's wrap it up. You're like with what? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> that like so, a, so not like sandwiches or nothing either. Right? Like I don't know sandwich. No, okay, straight condom. Okay, all right. I'm I trying to get to the big bucks here, man. Yeah, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Motherfucker buy more condoms than sandwiches. Like, at least I hope. <laughs> I mean, right now, with how the fucking I, I, we're not a politic fucking podcast, but with the way they are. Oh, you shit, you better be, fucking you stocks and condoms. You better get your condoms. You better get your condoms. Okay, bro. Be, what, standing, what be standing in the rain with <laughs> one out of four Happy Meals. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do yeah. that. But okay, you know what, what time, time is, it is it, bro? What time is it, bro? <clears throat> it's time for shameless promotion. Promotion.
promotion. <laughs> you can go first. <laughs> um, man, uh, right now, what do I got going on? It's on my Instagram page, you know, on my art page, Young Wolf Art. Uh, lowercase, everything spelled out correctly. Um, I'm currently <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that hard to spell. Right, I'm currently <laughs> partially, and I say partially because I already missed a couple days, but I'm partially participating in this thing called uh, World Watercolor Month. Right, so it's basically just 30 days of different watercolor drawings. Um, the actual thing itself, the prompt itself says that you don't have to participate every day. You can participate just like 15 days out of the month or whatever, or 20 days out of the month. Your choice, which is what I'm doing because I I came across this on day two. That's hilarious. Because I, I didn't even know this was a thing until the second day. So, I mean, I was already at a disadvantage. But I'm working on shit. So, I just recently put out uh, put out a freehand sketch watercolor piece of two koi fish. That was one of the prompts for Passion. And then I dropped a Kenobi piece. I finally, you know, Kenobi's I've been talking about for a while now. Finally dropped it. It's on my IG. You guys go take a look. Let me know what y'all think. If you Tell me if you like it. Tell me if you don't. I'll cut you the fuck out. And that's all I got. So, what you got going on, bro? All right. Um... You can find me on Instagram at sunjg, S-0-N-J-G. Very easy to remember. <laughs> Three Geeks in a Pod. The Instagram page, 3GKS underscore N underscore A Pod. Um, Facebook, Three Geeks in a Pod. Spelled the right way. <laughs> just, spell, just spell it the right way. Three Geeks in a Pod. Uh, you'll find us on Facebook. Um, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? You're in George's Talks? Jo- yeah, I haven't, I haven't got a new one out yet, but you're going to need more of that. John George's Speaks. That's going to be on TikTok, John George 96. Follow me on there. I know I'm forgetting something. Come on, give it to me. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Up Your Geek. There you go. Fucking th- thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. So check me out on Up Your Geek, man. I'm back posting on there. I'm, you know, I've always done social media on there. So check check us out. Up Your Geek page, Facebook, UpYourGeek.com, obviously still, but Up Your Geek, I haven't written anything in like ages, so you're not going to find any articles from me on there, but just still check out UpYourGeek.com, but Up Your Geek, the Facebook page, if you want to see some posts, some theories from me, I, I did a discussion post about Superman and Lois, got some pretty good traction on that, it created some good conversation on both that page and the DC TV page, I thought we had some great conversation, which I just, I like to do, I like to have conversation on the page. I don't like to just post stuff and then just like you know get likes. I want to get in there and chop it up with everybody. So come chop it up with me. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. But yeah, I think that's it, man. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for rocking out with us. As always, we out. Peace out.